0: Everybody, welcome to Star Trek Next Conversation. I'm Matt. I'm Andy. And I tried to give myself enough time, and I didn't. Oh, no, you really? Not let anything to you? Okay. Well, thanks, Jordy, Andy, you didn't hear it, but I'll play it again. And I'm not gonna let
2: anything happen to you, okay?
0: That was that was probably him talking to Aquiel, That's nice. Remember that classic episode? Or disturbing. It's
1: one of the two with Jordy.
0: Classic episode. Aquiel. We all remember it. Aquiel. She was a. Uh,
1: she was kind of a crazy person. Was that what happened?
0: Uh, I don't remember.
1: <laughs> he was in love with her, and uh, then she uh, turned out she was being erratic in some way.
0: No, wasn't it uh, the dog? Wasn't the dog an alien? Is that what it was?
1: And the uh, dog was controlling uh, her. What was the?
0: No, the dog. I don't think the dog was controlling anyone. I think Wasn't the dog Aquiel was just... the
1: one where he was in love with the lady, and then the lady was like, "Yeah, but the lady didn't I murder killed." Anyone? Things.
0: No, she didn't murder anyone. Oh, she the didn't dog murder did
1: anyone. it. Oh, the dog did it. Okay.
0: Remember, because the dog was an alien.
1: I remember the dog being an alien at the end. I don't remember how it played out with her. I the remember dog, her acting a little bit. The dog was I a remember... coalescent organism. Duh. And then what was she? Wasn't she acting in a
0: questionable way?
1: No. Well, I mean,
0: she was being a normal human being with regrets and and, uh, being annoyed by other Starfleet people. And then, you know, looking at the personal logs, then she was like, hmm, she's prime suspect for murder. And Jordy's like, I don't think she did it. Remember? Right. And then they come to find out she didn't do it. The dog did it. Right.
1: That's the way most of the Agatha Christie novels end.
0: Yep. The dog killed my homework. Uh let's just go ahead and uh say hello. Hi everybody, happy twenty twenty two. It's the first podcast of the, this year, I think, for us. No, can Isn't that it? be? I think it is, right? Oh, that we are really delinquent if that is the truth. Yeah, I know. you wanted to fucking do Enterprise? I'm like, bro, we oh, gotta talk about is Sub it, Rosa. It, is it, oh,
1: is some way that he assigns me blame for like the delay. It's insane. I haven't done anything. I'm constantly pestering you.
0: Look, you're the one that is always trying to talk about Enterprise every day of your life. You're like, I love it. Don't spoil it. Stop ruining everything about Enterprise. I'm I mean, Enterprise's of... number one fan, Andy Secunda, king of the Enterprise.
3: <laughs> this is <laughs> well, always what you're the king saying. Of
0: for, all, you're for all generations. You're always so saying NXO1 is could beat the uh, NC. One seven oh one D in a in a fight and, and right. it's just crazy. Andy, I'm i don't, just I here to say. I don't think I said any of those things. I think you I said think literally all of those yeah. things. I really don't think so. Why do you have a Captain Archer tattoo on your arm?
1: Homeward came out on January sixteenth, so it is not the first one of twenty.
0: Happy second podcast of twenty twenty two, everybody. It's still. Uh, <laughs> It's still uh, pathetic. we got to pick up the pace, but can, it's... Could can um, you say that in a New York accent? It's still pathetic. I mean, come on. Oh, it's
4: Andy's
2: accent corner.
4: Andy's accent <laughs> corner. <laughs>
2: Andy's accent corner.
0: Andy, Andy, tú puedes?
2: It's going to be shit.
0: Oh, it's a classic. We're back, everybody. Let's go to the Admiral's Club. Go to iTunes, leave a five-star review and join me?
1: Forget about it. How do they get into the Admiral's Club, Matt? Andy Corner. <laughs> Animandi, tu puedes.
0: It's gonna be shit. What if that's how you talked and you just were hiding it for this long? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's plausible. I grew up in New York. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying, like, what if, like, I mean, I I think when I get a little. I'm not. I mean, when I get. Is it too, tired or angry? Tired or drunk.
1: Oh, drunk. Yeah, it couldn't be angry because I would hear the Boston accent much more frequently.
0: Uh, yeah, and if I'm like around, if I'm around like one other person with a Boston accent, mine just like sure. it. I can just, I just fall back into it. Yeah. Anyway, you can get to the Admirals Club by leaving a five star podcast review on Apple Podcasts. If you're international, please remember to screenshot your uh, review and email it to us. And then Andy can see it, because we can't see any podcast reviews outside of our country. Thank you. So true. Our
1: first is from Lady Grey Hot, uh, who says, It grows on you. Just like Counselor Troy's fake accent, the replicator's subpar synthale, Riker's beard, and Data's denial of having emotions, this podcast is initially irritating, but eventually endearing. Try it for the in-depth analysis of TNG episodes. Stay for the ridiculous tangents, endless funny segments, random jingles, and scandalous
0: theories. I mean, we're already halfway into everything she's talking about. So, thank you, Lady Grey Hot. Are we only halfway in? I feel like we're most halfway in. No, no, I mean halfway in. To, I'm just saying, like, we've got, I don't know what I'm saying. I'm saying I've already played a jingle, we've done a little segment we've Oh, played... oh, you're saying in this episode. I I'm gotcha. saying yeah, regarding the things she for mentioned sure. that she may or may not like about the show. Yeah, yeah. We're already giving it to you. Um
1: yet. I'm glad that for some people we do uh, eventually break their their wills down and uh and I mean, how some...
0: long how how many how many chances do you give a 3-hour podcast? It's <laughs> a good question. I actually think that I've had that experience with certain
1: certain podcasts where i'm like nope and then i revisit it and i'm like yeah maybe
0: but like it takes uh, i don't know i guess it's uh, our episodes are so long i think i would just be like i don't know i'd be daunted by it if i saw a podcast that was
1: well i think you know the people that end up staying with us generally speaking are are not looking for brevity they're enjoying the length
0: well i mean none of them like enterprise as much as you
1: well, who that's, does? That's I mean, for sure. I mean, that's my claim to fame.
0: Guys, rumor roundup. They're talking about doing an Enterprise season whatever it would be. I don't know. Would it be season four? Five? Would it be Five, five right?
1: Five? Yeah.
0: Wow. That would be crazy.
1: I think that's a fantastic idea. Matt just spoiled the ending for me, so I understand that there might be some complications. How did I but, spoil uh, the
0: ending? Just say what I said about the ending. No, I'm not going to say it, because I don't like to spoil things for people. It's not a spoiler. It's fucking classic. Fucking- if you've
1: seen the last episode of Enterprise, you know what the structure of it is, and he said what the structure of it is. Oh, so. my
0: God. No, I didn't. I didn't even, what do you mean? I didn't even tell you about the how they do it. It's ridiculous and I won't spoil that for you.
1: Um, how they do it?
0: No. Won't tell you.
1: Right.
0: Okay. That you're going to have to you're going to have to bear you're going to have to sit through that shit yourself. <laughs> <laughs>
3: well,
1: whatever the case. I think I think it's interesting. I think it's a good idea. I think it's something that the main thing that everyone keeps saying and that we know about Enterprise that is is—is just that they cut the budget. And uh, and that it got good later. Those are the, those are the two things we know about it from hearsay. So now they have an unlimited budget and they can do whatever they want.
0: Uh, that'd be wild if they did. If they actually did it,
1: I wonder if they would bring everybody back or if they would correct some of the some of the sort of
5: <laughs> look. I don't want to. I don't
1: want to kick Malcolm out to the curb. But uh, come on. We don't need that character. <laughs> <laughs> you got a bunch of white guys. It's fine. You know, lose that one. He's not that developed.
0: <laughs> uh, I think you should. Prop- well, let him be
1: gay, as the actor wanted. You know, give give
0: him a little spice. I think just- he should play it however he wants. Yeah, but always, with, <laughs> but always with great hair. You think this one should be an uh,
1: an, an a fully improvised Star Trek?
0: Um, yes, great. Hopefully hey, if that.
1: anybody's out there works for CBS, please contact me about that. I can have that set up in ten minutes.
0: Could you imagine that an improvised Star Trek? That'd be fun. Let's I've definitely do been it. in a lot of in a lot of
1: s- improvised scenes that became Star Trek
0: scenes. Um, my question though really is like, what at what point do we all look at this and go? There's too much Star Trek right now.
1: I knew you were going to go
0: there. I'm a serious question. It's just a serious... It's like a genuinely... I, I, I pose the question to you. Uh, the
1: problem isn't that there's too much Star Trek. The problem is the quality of many of the Star Treks.
0: No, no. I mean, like... But there's never been so much Star Trek happening at one time. I think a lot of the well, thing is... I mean, there's I this There's this corporate
1: school of thinking that's like... We're gonna put Zack Snyder in charge of all of the, you know, DC, <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's like, don't don't put one person in charge. Do different things, and then, you know, unless it's like a, a Kevin Feige that's like, I guess that they're all trying to chase Kevin Feige, is what's happening. But you know what? Kevin Feige is like once in a generation. Well, or me,
0: put me in charge of everything. Well, there you go, everybody. Andy should be in charge of it.
1: You guys would hate whatever, I'm sure. You know. I would not escape the. Uh,
0: but you didn't. You didn't really answer my question.
1: The Batleth. Is there too much Star Trek?
0: No, like is there? Is there a point where there's too much?
1: I guess my. I. I am. I am answering the question. I'm saying I don't think that's. Uh, I. I certainly there is depending on the quality. But I don't think there's inherently could be too much Star Trek. I think it's what is the quality of Star Trek. In the same way that's like are there too many Memory Beta books? No, it's just some of them are crappy and some of them are good. I and would unfortunately argue that
0: there are too many books.
1: But who cares?
0: Well, I just it's like then it becomes like hard to catch up with everything. Like I'm an, I'm like I'm going through that a little bit with Marvel currently. I hear you. And it's just like, and then like, and then it like gets to a point where it just says, if it's if, if so much has happened, yeah, that you're just like, oh fuck. Uh. I do hear you in the sense of just like in terms of
1: anime, which I've always am always interested in getting into more deeply, and like you know have had stuff that I've really enjoyed. Whenever I even start to crack it open, I'm just like, oh my god, there's this much. Oh Jesus! And honestly, that's a reason I haven't really fully doved divin. Dived <laughs> into uh, into Doctor Who. Yeah, uh, even I mean, though I know I you could jump in on certain of the reboots and and be safe, but
0: yeah, I mean, but that even that still now that's that now so much has happened. Like you could have jumped in in the David when David Tennant was on and like the the Russell T Davies two thousand five reboot, but now that was sixteen years ago, and there's a lot more Who. <laughs> So it's like, wait, how do I do this? And then, like, you know, and now it's actually to the point in Star Wars where I'm just like, I haven't watched Mandalorian. Yeah. I haven't seen Boba Fett. And now I'm just like, fuck, I think I missed it. (laughs) It's like, I don't know if I'll ever watch those because I feel like it's too much has happened now. But Mandalorian, you can... Jump in on. You
1: can't be part of the cultural conversation, but you know that that's the beginning. I don't of their... care to be
0: part of it. Mandalorian is good. I don't care to be part of the conversation.
1: I mean, it has some, you know, some some backslides, but generally speaking, it's pretty satisfying.
0: What about Boba Fett? Boba Fett is a little less satisfying. So Boba probably. Fett. Boba Fett. Where? Boba Fett. <laughs> Boba Fett. Um, Classic. Ugh. Remember that?
1: And has a very strange. Well, I don't even know if it's a spoiler.
0: I said to somebody who was talking about it, I was like, I was like why do we need a fucking Boba Fett show? He never... I, I, I don't understand why everyone thought Boba Fett was like the, the bee's knees. Because, like, he shows up in the Empire. Yeah. Then immediately in the first fucking act of Jedi is killed. Right. In a Sarlacc pit. And then... <laughs> I was just like I was like now they gotta do all sorts of fucking back flips like I was, I was like, wonder, I was like is the first it... episode just gonna be how he got out of a Sarlacc pit and then Tom was like, Yeah and I was like, Oh Jesus <laughs> Um Yes, it is. Um but to this me
1: show. kind of the thing you're saying is what's at issue for me with the the new Boba Fett show, which is what was <laughs> Compelling, I believe, about Boba Fett is that he's a badass bounty hunter. He's got a rocket pack or jet pack, but, like he didn't he's got all these weapons in well. his cool armor. He didn't but he is anonymous. He is uh, the man with no name. You know, he's he's um, he's archetypal, right? And so, and kind of what they did with Mandalorian is they kind of just like he's basically like Boba Fett, but then we can write this whole new mythology. Sure. And that's why he also was cool, and then with bringing Boba Fett back, they're like, "Well, we can't make him just like Mandalorian. So now we'll humanize Boba Fett, and we'll you know see his face, and we'll give him whatever." And it's like, you can do that, but you're kind of undercutting what was cool about Boba
0: Fett in the first place. Well, I mean, which was think that he's this anonymous badass, kind of undercut by George Lucas when. We well, yes. I like, out that M- M- yeah, right. was a clone of
1: one of the many one of the many missteps. But I mean, that's the other thing: is like it seems like they're going in a direction of like rewriting some of the canon from from uh, Clone Wars. So,
0: why you know, I don't know. Again, it's a lot. Thanks for joining us on Star Wars discussion, and we'll.
1: But nonetheless, I think you should watch Mandalorian. I think it's I think it's very good, and very entertaining.
0: Oh, Mando!
1: Good old Mando.
0: What's the next part of our show here? We're in the Admiral's you're Club. You're my baby. We gotta you get out of this,
1: Matt.
0: Do we? Welcome no, that's the welcome.
1: The <laughs> oh, you're trying to find the. Oh wait, I didn't. I didn't read the last. Uh, oh, I didn't uh, realize the there heck?
0: was more than one Admiral. Go ahead
1: fantastic podcast did I read this one if you're into no I didn't if you're into that kind of thing from Lieutenant Valco, uh, this is honestly the best rewatch first watch podcast for a 30 year old sci-fi show done by too many comedy writers from a TV show that takes place 40 years ago that I've ever listened to it may be the only regarding it's a great listen regardless it's a great listen sorry I mangled that Um, and then the last one is from Asheville North Carolina The entire
0: Um, city loves our podcast?
1: I mean, we our numbers should be way higher.
0: Awesome.
1: Uh it's titled This Podcast Truly Goes Where No Podcast Has Gone Before. Um Jellico Apologist Matt Myra and (laughs) Sinatra food enthusiast Andy Secunda. Secunda lightheartedly but ever so tediously trudge their way through episode after episode of the brilliant And best Star Trek TNG uh, Occasionally even talking about the show All the while bickering like a married couple That knows they'll never get divorced Uh, If you want a delightful Mystery Science Theater 3000 style Handheld stroll through the entire series by witty and neurotic TV writers, a play by play of the aging Frank Sinatra's near end of life career, and fan submitted jingles that will stick in your head for the rest of your godforsaken life and cause you to lose your mind to the point of confessing that there really are five lights, then this is your podcast. Uh, and then Andy, please say on my behalf, Matt, you are dead wrong about Jellico, and Andy is right. Uh, a. Sometimes even often Rebellion against authority figures Is 100% the right thing to do And B. Jellico is just a complete asshole But I still love you That is from Tally Music
0: I mean to each their own Jellico's great thank you
1: <laughs> Um, That is it for the Admiral's Roddy
0: team. Cox for president Thank you
1: You mean The, uh, the villain in RoboCop?
0: Yes uh,
1: Who cared if it worked? Dick Jones?
0: <laughs> Is that his name, That's Dick right. Jones?
1: <laughs> I'm very disappointed,
0: Dick. <laughs> uh, okay, let's go now to uh, President Circle.
3: And that was the end.
5: <laughs> the United States. The President
0: Circle. Yes, it is the United Federation of Planets President Circle, which uh, you could be a part of by heading over to patreon.com forward slash <laughs> <What is it? laughs> Trek TNC. What is it? Oh my god. Star, Star Trek TNC. I almost said Excellent Adventure, which is not what you do. It's forward slash Just always Trek to- TNC, right? Put more money in Dory's pocket. Hello? Steal money
1: from me and put it in
0: Dory's pocket. It is Star Trek TNC. Thank you. <laughs> uh, head over there if you want more episodes of this. We do four bonus episodes every single month. If you're a President Circle member, you get all four of those. Join at the Lieutenant's level if you want two extra episodes. Get the whole back catalog if you have signed up for the first time. It's all there. Uh, and we like to uh, say hey Single out particularly good messages uh, from the week with the CRISPR Pike Medal of Valor. Uh, what do you think, Andy? Who Who's getting it this week? This week, it's going
1: to Lieutenant Eric Peebles who um, who uh, identified this in January, but uh, I either didn't see it or uh, I don't know what happened. Or maybe we didn't uh, post it at this point. But he, he noted the first TNC dropped... January 8th, 2017. So let me congratulate you on completing your first five-year mission. Here's the five more Andy, years of... you
0: read this last time.
1: I did? Or maybe you read it in the... I can't remember. Did you read it in the Patreon? Did I read it in the... Oh, maybe I did. Yes. Okay. And I said that I wanted to read it. On well, the here we are, so everybody. I'm sorry I forgot right.
0: that Andy had said that. That's but right. here it is yeah. again. Sorry. Sorry.
1: Um... Uh, here's to five more years of boldly watching episodes. One of you has watched before. I never thought I would pay for a podcast, but here I am in the president circle. It's worth every penny, not only for your marathon disco shows, your ability to make these early season enterprise shows interesting, but also for creating a wonderful community here. To Nacho and all the folks who created music or clips that make the show unique, to all the presidents and lieutenants who are always uh, funny, smart, and friendly. It uh, is... A very nice this is me I didn't change my voice Matt uh, this uh, is a very kind and uh, and generally a nice uh, interactive uh, environment in the Patreon but I also uh, since we're on uh, on our fifth year anniversary want to uh, give a shout out to all of our supporters our friends in face group um, our Facebook group um, for their interest in ongoing um, you know good vibes in general and um, the people who write in, people who just listen and do nothing. Thank you to everyone.
0: <laughs> Thank you to everyone who does nothing. You are much Apathetic, like ourselves.
1: beautiful lugs. You're just like us. Um, Lieutenant Raymond, this is the second uh, uh, Christopher Pike, of valor goes to Lieutenant Raymond, who writes, uh, when Nikolai, this is from Homeward, uh when Nikolai, uh, quote, I just introduced foreign DNA into a developing alien culture, unquote Rozhenko said I don't owe you an explanation, it made me dislike him even more. <laughs> and I thought that was that was something other people had noted, but it was uh in addition to all of his other weird crimes in that episode, it is just like he's defending this like we we have to preserve these people and then meanwhile he's having sex with the one on them and- <laughs> Look, polluting there. He's their, just doing his thing. Their gene pool forever. Yeah. What happens
0: yeah. when that kid doesn't have a nose ridge?
1: Yeah. Well, I assume he'll just do. He'll keep doing surgeries on him. <laughs> really <creepy. laughs> At every age. Um, okay, we're in the priority one. Message is proper.
0: Okie dokie. Well then, I best best her. What? Let's open that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Oops,
6: Captain. Captain. We are being hailed. Priority one message from Starfleet
7: coming in on secured channel. Hi. Uh,
1: he said gave me a, a YouTube link, but I I don't know that we should dip 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 into it. <laughs> dip into it. Um, all right, as from Jorgen Peterson. All right, everybody, who's excited about this new game announced tonight, Star Trek Resurgence? Do you know about that, Matt?
0: Uh, it's a telltale type game with, uh, yeah, like a you know whatever. What do you call it? There, you choose your own adventure kind of thing. Yeah, does that interest you? Sure. Set a couple years after Nemesis. That's my that's my wheelhouse. Yeah. Uh, Great, and Terrible. Isaac
1: says TNG would be perfect for an open world game because it's mostly just like escort missions and the crew trying to get somewhere, but constantly stopping. That's true. Because someone flags them down. I totally agree with this. Um and then alex jahans says, and they're good at having that great big all important galaxy threatening big bad that they need to fight, which they keep putting off <laughs> that's true um yeah, i would do that what has anybody done i mean I know somebody must have done it is there what's the most successful version of a big
0: open world space game no man's sky, oh yeah yeah is it good uh I mean it launched not great, but uh, they've patched it up so many times that they've made a pretty compelling game out of it as far as I know I mean couldn't you just look at world of Warcraft and do
1: that with Star Trek influences why why aren't they doing that I don't get it
0: well, I mean there's Star Trek online, which is that exact thing
1: oh, there you go <laughs> there is an open world game that's uh, is is that not what she's describing?
0: That that's but that's an MMO you know what I mean it's yeah. an MMO and I, I'd i rather have a single player open world game
1: right um Tony Rideout says as the pod is getting closer to DS9 I have a prediction Andy will have a crush on Major Kira which will lead me to an Andy's theory on Andy Andy is attracted to Bajoran women Nacho, perhaps a new jingle. Andy needs a Bajoran girlfriend or a Bajoran sandwich. You guys are truly quote friends in my head. Thanks for the last nerdiness. Right back at you, Tony. And then Mr. Ultimate Trekker adds: Andy needs some hasperat. Am I pronouncing that correctly? I, I think it's know. a Bajoran dish. kamaraki DS9 or bust. A lot of people getting very excited for DS9.
0: It's coming. It's it's barreling down fast. We're already we're fucking we're We're doing everything we can to slow it down. We're past the midway point of TNG seven. It's true. So
1: thoughts on the holodeck? Uh, I know it wasn't really used for the usual entertainment purposes. It was intended for in this episode. But besides, it's amorous functions, the Mm -hmm. tech is really more trouble than it's worth. I have to wonder if Starfleet wouldn't benefit from a massive retro gaming revival. Wayless crew members are going to get hurt or killed if every quarters came with a Wii and a Playstation instead of each ship having a temperament area that is basically the X-Men's danger room.
0: Um, (laughs) Well, I mean, if you turn off the safeties, but you need two senior officers for that.
1: That can't be true. I feel like they're constantly turning off the safeties.
0: What do you mean? No, they're not. They well, Moriarty turned them off. Your, your what best, about your best friend, Moriarty? What about Wharf? Didn't Wharf turn them off? Uh, Wharf asked for them to be turned off, and so did Data. I don't remember. I think Data. I don't know. I don't know if either of them got them turned off. Actually, if I if I don't remember.
1: Um, Kamaraki also edited an ad. I just realized if this gets read on this week's episode, it's going to be the one where Beverly fucks a ghost. Possibly the worst nice. episode of TNG that is an episode. What you're, an honor. You're not wrong. Uh, Grain Terrible Lizek also adds then people would have to go to the gym to work out, and that's just boring. The only person who wants to do that is that one guy on Voyager. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> it was the one guy on Voyager Man, he was who kept talking about so how hard. much he was crushing it at the, in the, in the gym. Um, Ultimate Trekker also says uh, If they're foster brothers uh, Worf and Nikolai That means that neither of them are biologically related Who knows how many other foster siblings they have Many foster parents foster many kids Some for just a few months There was a lot of debate About the phraseology Of foster brother And whether and i that taking exactly off a
0: hoodie, meant. and it's not going well. Excuse me. No problem. Whew. It was a lot. Really? It was it was a very thick hoodie that I just took off. And the heat's on in here. This know, is why I, is I go zip-ups. Do I go through the whole show with, this, with the heat, or do I, Matt, just, do I just bite it and just do it while Andy's talking about Foster Brothers?
1: I'm going to propose to you. Uh, basically, I was just pointing out people's, you know, a lot of people had commented on the, the vagueness of of Nikolai being a foster brother and what that meant. Uh, you know, in Worf's I think he was fully adopted. He was fully adopted. Yeah. And Wharf was fully adopted.
0: No, I think Wharf was fully adopted. Are you saying that are they saying This is, is my they, foster brother
1: are, Nikolai?
0: Oh, that's interesting. Maybe he wasn't fully adopted. But then but, again, it, but then maybe Nikolai was a foster brother. That's interesting. I don't know. Yes.
1: Uh, also, uh, you know, another side trip here, uh, Matt. Uh, you know, I don't know if this will help you. I the reason, the very reason, the thing that you just experienced is the reason that I always go with zip ups when I buy new things.
0: Uh, well, this was limited edition and not available in a zip. It was either hoodie or t shirt, and I went with the hoodie because uh-huh. I wanted a warm hoodie to sleep in. You sleep in a hoodie? What that that if, hood is if, under if, your head? If if it's if it's cold. I will sleep in a hoodie, absolutely. No, the hood goes up. Are you kidding me? You strike me as someone who would always be hot. I am, but mostly. But there are nights when I'm, like, freezing. Because we can't... Because the heat... Henry's room has... <laughs> I'm so it, sorry. Henry's room holds in so much heat that if we uh-huh. turn the heat on, uh-huh. it might be, like... 70 in our room but 80 something in his room and we just can't you know you can't do it so
1: is Henry a plasma ghost
0: he might be um Lieutenant
1: Tess says are we as an audience supposed to be cool with the Federation studying these people without their knowledge learning about their rich culture and then abandoning them all to die having uh despite having the ability to save them Uh, Save if not all, then at least thousands. If non-interference is so important, then maybe the Federation shouldn't be there at all to begin with. We've already seen what can go wrong in episodes like Who Watches the Watchers? And remember when the Enterprise saved a whole planet because a little girl covered in a ton of makeup and prosthetics asked Data for help? Pulaski was more adept at wiping memories, I guess. Uh, Worf's bro may have a big personality and an obvious difficulty keeping his pants zipped, But at least he seemed to actually care about the fate of the people. It makes some sense that he would do anything to save them. So who's the bad guy here? I mean, Nikolai is definitely the bad guy, Tess. But anyway, uh, because it kind of seems like it's Picard and the Federation to some degree. Our rules say we can study these people without telling them, but we can't offer any assistance if they are faced with an extinction event. Wouldn't humanity hope for such assistance if facing total destruction? Although, if you've seen Don't Look Up, Don't. Send us to the bird planet, um, and War should not have. Why do you read asked, spoilers? I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, you're right, Matt. You're gonna is, have to cut it out now.
0: I'm an Andy Secunda spoiler watcher. <laughs>
1: You're going to have to cut it out now. I won't. That's a good point.
0: No one knows what that is. Well, then
1: then you are a party to the spoiler. Oh, yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> Guys, join me for my new show, Spoiler Party. If you don't want to watch something oh but want to know how, how it ends, show. come on over to Spoiler Party. Um,
1: Worf should never have even asked, uh, if he could take one of the sacred history ladder book thingies as a souvenir. And again, not super. I mean, it's also crazy. Like,
0: where now they have no record of that generation.
1: (laughs) It's so weird. It's one of the weirdest things in the show. Um, also, it's been a while since I watched Star Trek Insurrection. Isn't a similar plot? Uh, Isn't it, it a similar. Yeah, a lot of people have pointed this out. Um,. And then Lizek adds, all very interesting. I was thinking the opposite. The Federation certainly doesn't have the ability to save every species that's going extinct. They could, couldn't could even save all the Romulans from whatever it was that happened before Picard started. Wow, spoilers. So, Jeez, come on, guys. Uh, yeah, that's, I guess. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, I'm kidding. That one's an open one, I think. So knowing that every, not everyone can be saved, we get to a point where saving... Anyone at all is the Federation deciding which cultures are worthy of survival and which aren't. In this episode, Worf's brothers saved one specific village from the the entire planet. At their level of advancement, there is no way those people had global communication, so they must have had a variety of cultures on different areas of their globe. The brothers saved only these people, thereby selecting their culture and, not for nothing, probably just one variety of their races to survive and allowing all the others on that planet to be destroyed. I find that super messed up. Well in I fairness think the show, to
0: Paul Servino, I don't yeah. I mean they were closest. He's not gonna walk very far. <laughs> they were like is the this, closest village. He's like well, I'll save this one.
1: Is this is this just that Paul Servino looks like he wouldn't he wouldn't take that walk? Yeah. Is that what that's it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it says, I think the show wants us to believe that the brother did all of this because he fell in love and we're supposed to be sympathetic to him. I am not. And yeah, Worf should not have kept that tablet thing. Shame on him. If you're interested in a story of humanity being saved from extinct by aliens and how smoothly that goes, check out the Lilith's Brood trilogy by Octavia Butler. I've heard about that. Um, and, that sounds uh, like I'd
0: have to read three books.
1: Yeah. And then Lisa Glidden uh, adds on to this. Tess, your initial post was spot on. It's only in the last 20 years, I think, that people who do the research have started to question these kinds of research relationships. Where the benefits only flow to the researcher and nothing is given back to the community. The prime directive's issue is impacting the direction a culture might take before they have the scientific know-how to have warp drive but it's not clear why the Federation would even send scientists but I think um, uh, maybe in that episode where Troy and Riker had to go undercover to find the scientists whose viewing station was compromised Picard told the guy they beamed up to save uh, the, that the Federation studied these cultures so they could learn about their own past so it's an extractive relationship we can rationalize it but your point still stands that wiggle your perspective at all matt
0: no i mean i think they study for anthropological reasons and they want to understand how cultures develop uh, you know and uh they can't run around playing god so they take a they observe and the uh, you know we've seen for drama's sake we've seen the three or four times that these duck blinds become visible and shit goes awry, but I would assume that uh for every five of those there's two thousand missions that don't go awry. So I would say Ballpark good outweighs how, the bad.
1: Ballpark, how many Federation ships are floating around in the TNG? Era? I mean, more
0: than seven, but less than probably a fifth fifth I don't know. I
3: have no idea. <laughs>
0: Uh, uh, Of only someone new who
1: could uh, theorize it for us, Um, Micho and Miriam at Quark's, Quark, his latinum gold pressed, writes, uh, Andy, is Matt saying, I think we had a discussion about the Q continuum in the last episode, that someone who supports the Q continuum, continuum level could get Matt to watch two episodes of Battlestar per month? (laughs)
3: And then just,
0: <laughs>
1: Justine Adamek says This screams crowdfunding And then Neil Studd uh, adds Funnily enough that's exactly the numbers I started to crunch When Matt mentioned it 76 episodes, 2 a month, depending on your currency conversion That's your own private Matt Watches BSG podcast For approximately
3: $59,500 <laughs> 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 Matt,
0: can we do it? <laughs> I don't even know that that would be worth it to me, but... <laughs> oh, you
3: know, you're
1: a monster. If they wanted
0: to do it, yeah. Sure.
1: If they crowdfunded a crowdfunded
0: a $59,000 crowdfund, you if wouldn't watch fucking Battlestar Galactica? A Q Continuum <laughs> level Patreon. And kept it up? Yeah, I'd keep watching it. it to. Um, Martin...
1: Hedigerd Peterson writes, so they just dumped the last 15, 20 people of a civilization on some random planet and say, or don't say, go forth and prosper. They would all die out within a very few generations. Seems like there should be a prime directive section B that says, if you have saved a small part of a dying civilization, let them know what's happening and don't leave them to die off anyway. I
0: think this is also valid. I mean, I don't know. The whole like saving and I don't know then then you get like the whole Picard's a God thing
1: yeah then I they, mean it they, is a good blanket because as statement you know, but I just feel like there's been I feel like we've you know obviously they're always grappling with it which is good writing but it just feels like there's been times where they've leaned the other way and I think actually some of the hells get into them um, Secret Hail. Now I have to unsubscribe and resubscribe every month to continue Secret Hail's. Um, uh, they want their shout outs. Um, sounds a little similar to ca- a certain captain's decision to abandon her and her helmsman's possibly intelligent salamander offspring on a planet to procreate and alter the fundamental balance of life there. That is a Voyager reference. Um, Eric Peebles says, "I have a general TV production question. If the teleplay is a script, if the teleplay is the script, what comes before it to get a story by credit? How involved do you have to be to put it succinctly? How do you go from story to script?"
0: Matt, I mean, do you want feel this. It 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 varies. It's up to the showrunner. That's really the bottom
1: line. Is it's it's very, it's very you know f- flexible and and uh sometimes you know you know on certain certain scripts if it's like uh what they what they call uh gang written um then uh which is just everybody sort of pitches in stuff
0: <laughs> politely changing the term i like it <laughs> uh no this they, that's what they call it now and
1: they should really just abandon it entirely but oh, it used to be completely. something even even more questionable yeah um uh but uh Uh, If everybody has sort of... Then they can even... Like on some shows, they do a thing where they even draw straws often. As on on the show me and Matt wrote on, the person will assign it. um, You know, credit in various ways. And many people have a hand in it. Um, And then sometimes if it's your idea... And you sort of flesh it out, but then someone else writes it. That really is probably the closest to one person or a couple people writing the story, and the other people writing the
0: script. Yeah, but generally, if you're asking like for pages and stuff like that before a teleplay, what you end up with is an outline, and those outlines can be anywhere from like very detailed, every scene is outlined, to very broad acts are outlined, like, it's, it's and then very... you end up with a script. It just it it varies on time constraints and. You know. if the writers Guild probably was directly involved they would their brains would explode it's really the reality of it and they all know that because they've all been in rooms <laughs>
1: for sure <laughs> lieutenant Jason Randall says from what they've mentioned sounds like braga braga bra- oh this is yes this is just a joke about this uh braga Berman Berman walk into a room <laughs> when a writer provides a draft they can read it and go I like it but instead of him saying yes sir have him say yes captain instead and all the Emmys get sent to them
3: <laughs>
1: uh, Tom Bondurant says uh, guys clearly Vorin died of a broken heart sometimes it happens when you find out your planet's been replaced by a simulation or when you learn you learn your child's father has been turned to the dark side it's just science It's <laughs> a really good point Tom Trek Barnes Uh, This episode is a tough one Along with pen pals I am left with the uncomfortable feeling That compared to Kirk's time 24th century Starfleet Has replaced a good guideline in the prime directive With near religious dogma And is ultimately wrong To a point of almost being morally evil Not interfering in a culture is a good thing Allowing an entire species to die out Is morally wrong Especially when it is at no fault of their own. If the Borg were coming to assimilate pre-warp civilization, no one would say, stand by and let them assimilate. Or if they did, it would only be for practical reasons. I see very little moral difference between letting Saryenka's people die out, which Picard was willing to do, these people die out, or the natives of Viridian Three die to Sorin's supernova. Uh... The Prime Directive is a good thing, as shown in first contact with the Malkorians, or Who Watches the Watchers, uh, with the Mintakans. If an entire race is going to die out, then leaving them pure and uninterfered un- with has a similarity to me of when Saudi Arabian fighters refused to rescue some women and let them die in a fire because their faces were uncovered. Purity of culture only, makes, only matters if there's a culture to have. Unfortunately, instead of having an interesting
0: discussion on that, the episode is pretty crap. I mean that's a nice succinct way uh, there seems to be a lot of debate over how many ships there are in the TNG timeline Andy but oh. uh, I mean, obviously it'd be, but it'd be pre
1: and post Borg also
0: but the closest guesstimation the consensus I'm seeing here yeah is like between five and ten thousand
1: It's a lot of ships Mm hmm Um how many were destroyed at Wolf 359? Am I getting that right?
0: It wasn't that many, actually. I mean (laughs) relatively. A lot of people are holding back seeing how it goes. (laughs) Well, uh Go and join the other ships! Warp one (laughs) Uh Excuse me. Let me just take a look here at the Wolf 359. I don't know. Can't find it anywhere. Well, in the meantime, but I mean if Alex- you look at like if you look at like uh DS9, they have battles with like hundreds of starfleet ships, so way bigger looking than Wolf359. Yeah.
1: Um, Jason Randall. Oh, a lot of people uh, tweeted at us and commented about Quantum Leap coming back. I don't know if I said this in the last episode. It's getting a reboot. I'm crediting this podcast for simply talking about it. Uh, it's from Jason Randall. Uh, I literally don't didn't read anything but the
0: headline, but I'm
1: sure your names are mentioned in that. And
0: Congrats on your success. <laughs> Thanks, Jason. Uh <laughs> 39 ships were destroyed, 11,000 killed or assimilated in uh, the Wolf 359 battle. How many? 39 ships. That's it? Well, they only sent 40 ships. (laughs) What the F? They had thousands of ships. Of course uh, the Borg are going to win. I mean, it is what it is, okay? What does that mean? It means they probably didn't have a ton of time to prepare, which they didn't, and uh, they got everybody out there they could. That's dumb. And then, you know, Riker saved the fucking galaxy. Jesus. These people really, they should get even more credit than than
1: they get. Thousands of ships, and one ship saves everybody. Um... Kamaraki yes. also adds to the uh, to the um, Quantum Leap discussion uh, Time for Andy to submit that $100,000 script idea he wanted to crowdfund Back when we were they were watching season one <laughs> Remember that Matt? You talked me out of uh, Who's the they? <laughs> crowdfunding it?
0: I didn't want to do that, that No, was... he
1: said time for Andy to submit it It was my oh, idea oh, This is yeah. when, when they were watching
0: Oh they, that's the they Yeah, no, I still think that that I'm glad that Andy's not doing that currently. I'm glad that we're not in the midst of uh, trying to send out all our rewards. (laughs) and I'm glad that we have nothing to show for it because we didn't take anybody's money. Would have been great. And Dean Stockwell would have been alive. I'm never going to stop you again from doing anything as long as it doesn't involve me. From now on, any idea you have, I'm going to say you should do that. Yeah. And that is going to make me a good friend, I think.
1: I don't think you'll be able to control yourself, frankly. <laughs> <but> <laughs> you should <do> that, Andy.
0: <laughs> We'll see.
1: Brian McDonald, on the surgery for Worf being completed very quick and his head uh, is now a sur- smaller size without ridges, I have a pet theory that all Klingon ridges are removable and that the Klingons from TNG are the same as TOS and the ridges are a surgical change don't want to discuss this theory in any more details. I might spoil Enterprise.
0: Mm, that's true. So I'm coming up with, with Enterprise.
1: Did you watch Ahead in Enterprise? You keep talking as though like you know a lot about Enterprise.
0: Well, I know a lot about, like, storylines. I've seen the last episode of Enterprise. Uh, I've seen the Mirror episodes. I've seen interesting. You really thought you were never going to watch it. Correct. You didn't, I never yeah. thought I was going to watch it. And now you love it. Now I can't get over how much Andy loves it. <laughs> I mean, Enterprise, look, it. I'll say that, I, you know, for anyone who's not in the Patreon and has no idea, I, oh. Enterprise is not seemingly not as bad as people have made it out to be these past 20 years.
1: I mean, I agree.
0: I've been really, you know,
1: it's it's definitely got a ton of dumb, weird stuff and weird weird you know uh, regressive stuff but uh, I enjoy that it's just a chill like early mission of you know (laughs) in the Star Trek universe Um, Andrew Gibson says given Enterprise was content with watching the Burrellins die on the planet I would have appreciated a scene where the crew discussed murdering them to fix the problem of them being aboard you know just to keep the through line of them being total monsters (laughs) <laughs> um seems to be a unified perspective more or less. Um Mark Movie King Schultz says uh ask phrase asks frakes, sub subrosa please it's a no brainer. <laughs> oh
0: that's funny. Well too late now.
3: Well recording. Like
1: do Could do it in the next episode. Um not interested man.
0: In, in doing Jamil an ask Jingle frakes two. for Sub Rosa? Uh, Sub Rosa? <laughs> I mean, could be interesting. <laughs> I'm sure he's got a lot of
1: funny sound bites on it. Um, Neil Studd writes Given Matt's love of men at work, here, I'll send this to you. Um, uh, uh, sorry, given his, 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 his love of men at work and his obsession with what the UK are listening to, I wonder what he thinks about this remix. Which is currently headed toward the UK top
0: 10. Currently, like, right now? She took
3: me in and gave me breakfast. She said, you come from a land love. Is there a run,
0: Is there a flute in the original? Oh yeah.
1: Oh, I don't remember it.
0: How do you not remember? It's the it's the hook, I believe, as far as I am concerned, it's the hook. I
1: mean I remember the melody, I don't remember it being a flute. Uh, Matt was uh Matt was jamming out to some uh some minute work on literally. his guitar when I
0: when I tuned in tonight. I literally was. Uh here. Uh
1: some people still
2: ask me yeah. if to write
0: you oh, better well,
3: run you
1: oh, better take so obvious <laughs>
0: Andy this is the band you missed <laughs> it's
3: the main hug I don't know how I didn't process that you better run you better take all
0: I mean, it's like there almost couldn't be more flute in it. Let me ask you a question, Matt. Would
1: you would you see them again?
0: Would I go? Yeah, I'd see Colin Hay again. Sure. All right. And I say Colin Hay because uh, he's all that's left. Work is that true? I mean, he's the only original member. But were the rest of them fired or left? Or don't know. They did three albums together. Last album was like in '84. So who knows. It, and the last thing in the in the
1: uh, priority one messages uh is um is Eric Peebles uh, had a run on um uh, you know that combined uh Polly from Goodfellas with uh with um uh, mm-hmm. uh one one day some neighborhood Borallans carried my mother's groceries <laughs> all the way home. You wanna know why? It was out of respect. <laughs> Don't make a jerk out of me, Worf. Just don't do it. Now go get your scroll box. I love it. Oh, pretty funny. That's it for the priority one messages.
0: Alrighty, let's uh, head out, everybody. And now let's hear from the Scrubs. That's right, the people who aren't the Patreon.
1: Um, you guys can feel free to write in I feel like everybody's a little gun shy Because we spent so much time on the priority one messages But uh, uh, did you play your thing? I don't, I don't remember
0: I mean I had already opened the being here <laughs> So annoyed
1: I mean I was
0: uh, disappointed in myself For playing the wrong sound earlier
1: I see Prime Directive episodes from Gareth King. Hey, guys, other prominent episodes for when the Prime Directive has to be applied because of some Starfleet mistake. Who watches the Watchers? They accidentally let the Mentakins know that spacefaring civilizations exist and leave without wiping anyone's memory because they have to explain to them that Picard isn't a god. In First Contact, uh, one of their first contact targets, Malcor, prove, uh, proves that it's not, quote, ready to join. But Morasta, a scientist on Malkor Gets off the planet and joins the Starfleet Maybe, like Saru The only people who learn about it Are Marasta, Durkin, and Krola Similar start uh, As Vorin's story, but Vorin Has a sad ending In pen pals, Data saves a species And his friend, a little girl In a way similar to Homeward Though so they can just fix their home planet Instead of relocating them But they can wipe everybody's memory So that they return them to a pre-warp status there are many more in Memory Alpha, but these were the ones I thought were closest, more interesting to Homeward. All the best, Gareth from NYC. Oh, I'm sorry, Gareth, I didn't know. <laughs> there are many more in Memory Alpha, but these were the ones I thought were the closest, most interesting to Homeward.
7: And
3: these
4: accent corner. It's hey. gonna
0: be shit! I really fell apart there, yeah. It really did. I can't even do. My, I can't
1: even do my own accent. <laughs> um. Let's see. Uh there's a prime corrective.
0: Okay. Um That's good to know. I found it.
3: <laughs> Time for a retrospective street fees are objective. It's a prime corrective, because and he got it wrong.
1: From Ross McCloud. Hey, Andy. Uh, I finally have a prime corrective, though I meant to send this last week. So I'm sure you've heard it a few times. I don't care, though. I finally have a suck it, Myra moment in Homeward. Matt made a comment that Nikolai didn't exist until that episode. Wrong! Though not mentioned by name, Worf said in Heart of Glory that he had an adopted brother who was in Starfleet Academy but left. So, yeah, that's it. Not exactly groundbreaking. No. Land. On a side note, it was more Battlestar Galactica. I'm a big fan of Battlestar Galactica. Just coming to the end of a watch-through. Before starting the final season, I took a break and been to the original 80 series. So if poor Widow Matt won't watch the big, bad, dark, scary modern series, maybe you could get him to watch the nice Widow campy-wampy original. Uh, I'm just mocking the playful words, of course. Uh, it would be cool to hear your guys' thoughts on the writing and creativity of some of the parts of the original. I know that Patreon is covered by Voyager and Enterprise for the foreseeable future. But when you're back to doing different things. We also have an endless amount of Marvel. So it seems like Matt's got a pretty solid argument at this point. (laughs) There's too much stuff. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, so much so that Matt is uh, starting a campaign to stop them from making more Star Trek.
0: I'm just like, guys, cool your jets. (laughs) Do you think... Mind you, it'll, if I was still doing, do you think doing, it'll burn out? If I was still doing my old job of uh, hosting an after show for every episode of Star Trek that aired, <laughs> I would be like, "This is fine, keep it going."
1: Oh my God, you would be making. I'm
0: I'd sorry, be making this, whatever this money Will Brightman is say. currently making.
1: <laughs> oh goodness gracious! Does he do a thing for every one of the shows?
0: Yeah, but I'm like sorry some that. of the like uh, the well, that was my dream. I was like, I remember when like to see we wrapped season one of discovery yeah and then i was like i was hearing about season two coming and then like the section 31 show i think the picard would you show have? was announced and i was like oh man doing an after show picard that'd be cool oh and that section 31 show comes out i was like oh there's a world where i'm doing this all year long that sounds great definitely a different it would be
1: a different uh take from you i think on uh on this on this podcast if this podcast even continued
0: <laughs> oh for sure
1: um it's a much more unvarnished
0: opinion you guys are getting well because it's, of this it's this it's, alternate it's uh, me dimension never has to see anybody in real life
1: that's right um but uh yeah that's uh that's crazy town
0: um
1: well, you're probably making as much money from the patreon huh matt as you would have I'm,
3: I'm not
1: oh no <laughs> uh that's it for oh the hail no. bag if Why you guys you would like I to send a, to turn? a hail
0: this is a sad hail bag
1: <laughs> um yeah, I apologize that, uh, you know, we, we favored uh, the priority one messages. Feel free to send your free hails to sttncpod at gmail.com. Please include the title of the episode and the subject heading, unless it has nothing to do with a particular episode. Uh, you can tweet Matt at Matt Myra and Instagram him there. You can Instagram me at Andrew Secunda and tweet me at Secunda. If you want to send us a voicemail, send it to 816 816- Trek TNC.
0: Eight one six six Trek, Trek TNC. TNC. We did it. I'm really proud of me. And I'm proud of me too. But I'm only proud of me. Thank you. I'm proud of both of me. Uh well Andy, I guess it's time to talk about the show proper. 58 minutes in, I think we can give it a go. Here we go. We
6: crossed many doors to many places. Your hands made us think of all your
2: faces. So the TMC in your little Borg node. Let's talk about this week's
1: episode.
0: Yes, here we are. It's everybody's favorite episode of Star Trek, Subrosa. Subrosa! Sub Rosa. Which aired at some point. Andy, when did it air? January 31st, 1994. Wow, was Mariah Carey burning up the charts still?
1: No, she was bumped off by Brian Adams, Rod Stewart and Sting with All
0: for Love. Wow, what a what a what a cavalcade of stars.
1: And that was the last time we heard from Mariah Carey. I don't remember this. I don't either. Was this for like Three Musketeers or something?
0: Oh, maybe. That's That makes sense. Like the
1: Chris O'Donnell version.
0: Uh,
1: the number one song in the UK, Things Can Only Get Better by D. Ream. I don't know what that is, as usual. Uh, number one movie, Mrs. Doubtfire. Uh, number one book.
3: Hello, Disclosure.
1: Hello! <laughs> I really Love peeked it. on that one. Love it. Everyone book Disclosure by Michael Crichton. I'm one TV show that week. Your favorite, Matt. Home Improvement. Oh. First that week, uh, singer Harry Styles. <laughs> uh, really makes me feel old. And Charlie Heaton from Stranger Things. Uh, deaths that week Actor Joseph Cotton Comic book creator Jack Kirby Jack King oh, Kirby Oh, J.K. Uh, events Howard Stern stops A would-be jumper From jumping off Of the George Washington Bridge And figure skater Tanya Harding's Ex-husband Jeff Galluli Pleads guilty For attacking her rival Nancy Kerrigan
0: A favorite uh, Of uh, Letterman Jeff, Jeff Galluli Yeah, it's a reference Sure, he just loved saying it. Built that was comedy. that was of the Boutros Boutros Gali era of uh, Letterman. Yeah, he loved saying Boutros Boutros Gali and Jeff Galooli. Yeah, that was a, that was a style of comedy
1: that even predated his hip style of comedy for his his time.
0: Are you kidding me? That was that was his Oprah Uma, and then no one went for it at the, <laughs> at the Oscars. Uh, I, think, I guess that is when it died. Oprah Uma <laughs> Uma Oprah. That's fun. Guys, that's really fun. Uh, yep. Anyway, what are we doing? We're talking Franks about Sabrosa? We're Frank Sinatra. Oh. oh my god, yeah. guys! I forgot. I mean, I didn't forget, but I had to be told. <laughs> is that like forgetting? <laughs> you remembered after you were reminded. Yeah, I mean, like that. Like that. Completely is it's totally something we would do. So <laughs> obviously,
1: uh. Frank Sinatra. Uh, oh. Come on. Da, da,
0: da, da. It's time for that segment everybody hates. <laughs> time for Frank Sinatra, come on. <laughs> Andy, what was going on Let
1: with the chairman of the board? Old Blue Eyes
3: himself.
1: Matt, Frank has just finished a uh, one-nighter at the Omni Coliseum in Atlanta, Georgia. Only half of the arena's 15,000 seats were filled. Oof. What are you people hand. doing? Go out and see the chairman of the board. And a reporter sadly wrote about Sinatra's tentative delivery Stumbling over dialogue and repeating lines Even though they were displayed on auto cue screens Jesus Christ Uh, After the concert, Frank stayed in front of the stage To shake hands with his admirers Fifty years earlier, his screaming young fans Had caused a riot trying to get into a theater to see him Now a dozen or so people made their way To the foot of the stage To quietly show their support And give thanks for his music over the years I have a feeling we're nearing the end of Frank Sinatra. No, on, you know never.
0: Read. I love you. he probably was like, oh, ah, "Jesus, let's put this my very stage old and, man did a did push a, my uh, stage forward <laughs> and I'm gonna keep the back empty, Jimmy." Uh, this very old
1: man uh, delivered a concert and forgot some of his stuff. Oh, oh what a what a disaster! <laughs>
0: All right, Frank. Uh That's it, right? That is it. Now I can tell you all about Sub Rosa, which aired January 31, 1994. And this is obviously from the great Larry Nevechek. His Star Trek Next Generation Companion Revised Edition. Sub Rosa is directed by Friend of the Pod, Jonathan Frakes. Teleplay by Friend of the Pod, Brandon Braga. <laughs> TV story by Friend of the Pod, Jerry Taylor. <laughs> and it's based on material by Friend of the Pod, Jennifer Gallo.
1: <laughs> Some of these Friend of the Pods are just people that we would like to be friends with.
0: Uh, following her grandmother, Felicia... Or Felissa? Felicia? Howard's death on Caldos 4... Dr. Crusher finds diaries revealing. I'm going to have a yawn here. I'm sorry. I've been up since four in the morning.
1: Well, you are talking about Sub Rosa, so maybe it's appropriate.
0: I don't know if I can get through this paragraph. It is lengthy, and we're talking about Sub so Jesus Christ. Here we go. Father <laughs> Gray. Okay, yeah she reads do you, diaries she, do you need she has to a write? centenarian yeah. <laughs> I mean we started much later than I anticipated it's uh, it's
1: on me I, I, I delayed it's, I don't it's my mind fault.
0: that you delayed I'm just like now I'm like oh god
1: do you want to finish tomorrow
0: no no because then what if we never finish and this well, is sub Rosa the audience deserves it, <laughs> it seems like that's a an insult <laughs> Uh, she reveals that uh, sent to, whatever the 100-year-old lady had a lover named Ronan <laughs> <laughs> and then fights off a friend, Ned Quint, who wants the doctor to throw away the candle, he says, has brought the Howard women bad luck over 800 years. <laughs> Fuck. Soon, Ronan appears to her in an apparent <laughs> ghost. <laughs> yeah. Let's hang a lantern on every time I fucking yawn. <laughs> It was Realm Master Family's Women. for It's 9, in case anyone's wondering, it's 9.35 p.m. Uh, 9.35. Nine times. Uh, <laughs> That's another Jeffrey Jones reference. Love him. <laughs> Ned Ward's <laughs> Beverly. I can't wait for our Get Joe Rogan style. Get on the Patreon. Ned warns Beverly about the candle and Ronin, but after some resistance the uh, and odd nighttime sensation of pleasure, she is lulled fucking a I can't even read this i this is you all know sub so Rosa there's a fucking ghost and 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 Beverly gets off on it, <laughs> and then the ghost is an alien the end. <laughs> Ay, ay, ay. Sorry, that everyone. That's accurate. That's
1: probably more. I, I kind of feel like you should describe every episode that way. <laughs> Jesus Christ.
0: Not go to Nemajek. Let's, let's just jump in here on. Uh... Where did the. the what? Okay. Here we go, everybody. I'm so sorry. Here we go.
7: Most of the people on this colony will remember my grandmother as a healer, but her abilities went beyond that. She didn't just relieve pain and fight illness. She knew that well-being is more than just a healthy body.
0: Picard is bored out of the his remedies mind.
7: Often include it is. Advice there are
1: so many SLTs. takes in this episode of characters just going like, All right, okay, or oh boy. It's
3: just like,
1: <laughs> I don't know if Frakes was encouraging it or if it's just that the episode itself called called it forward. But this—it's his face is so
0: funny. He seems so over this funeral. <laughs> no, he's probably like, I want to, I want to get back to like star stuff. What am I doing here? What <laughs> am really I doing right. in fake Scotland at a burial? He seems pretty jazzed about fake Scotland crazy. later. He does.
7: I will miss Felisa Howard very much. Felisa, her healing, her advice.
0: Her green eyes. Most
7: of all, the inspiration she has provided Good point,
0: Andy. Rest
7: in peace,
1: Nana. I wonder if all the Howard ladies were healers.
0: And so now we commit her money to ground, earth to earth.
1: Maybe it's ashes the. Ashes.
0: But also, like it's also, by the way, unclear. The <laughs> it's unclear if this ghost is actually that bad
1: it definitely ends that way it ends with a kind of
0: i mean i'm just saying like if the ghost was beverly kind of going but it was pretty great i gotta say (laughs) well it's also like it's also you know the thing too is it's interesting to me the um the way that they yes of course the ghost is a murderer obviously so already bad bad job ghost but other than the odd killing in self-defense. Yeah. Uh, what's so bad about this guy? Well, it, I mean, this
1: is where it's a lot of the episode is vague. It it's, feels like we're supposed to infer that it is sort of controlling Beverly's mind to a certain degree and making her irrational. Um, and it's never really fully... Spelled out, other than how Picard reacts to Beverly's behavior, but it's like that's that's really the primary issue. <laughs> but even at the end, you know, it's like I say, it's like Beverly kind of going, yeah, but yeah, I still I'm gonna look back on it and be like, wow. And it's like, but is that wait, were your actual feelings, or was this was this weird alien ghost be able to you know able to control? these ladies another question i had which i guess we can get to at any point finally let's
0: get to it what is your question andy
1: they're saying if i'm not if i'm not off they're saying that this ghost was inhabiting and semi-controlling every single one of her ancestors going back to that first one that got involved with him right correct that's Bonkers! That to me is the most bonkers thing in the episode. Out of all the bonkers things, the idea that it's saying her mother, her grandmother, all these other people, basically were in this weird inhabited relationship with
0: a ghost. Like, w- were they all single? What was going on with the, the husbands? They must have. That's a good question. Maybe they were also ready to mingle.
1: Real strange.
0: What if they? What I... if he? What if he was like? he like had a sister <laughs> he's like you know i got a sister if the husband was around <laughs> <And> then <laughs> there would be like this you know or whatever whatever persuasion. Wait, who's
1: saying he has a sister
0: i'm saying that what if the ghost is like you know i can also be a lady too and oh like, i see then he that keeps, sometimes it's, he keeps it's the good, howards right, going yeah, you know right that? yeah yeah
1: um, but i mean that must have I mean, look at how weird Beverly was acting when she was like, "I'm going to go meet him." Um, so, like, that means that her mother's entire personality
0: was this—definitely uh, her grandmother's. Was was what? What do you mean by this?
1: Was whatever it is when it's being controlled by the ghost, which is this Seemingly sort of zo- very
0: happy and ready like, to like, yeah, I mean, well, right do whatever's that. clever, you know. Clever, yeah. Whatever's clever, you know. What do you need? <laughs> she was a healer. Yeah, so she got that going for her. That's true. <laughs> I don't know. Beverly seemed real out of it and defensive when she Dusty was. Dust. You would be too.
4: Ensure and certain if
1: Someone trying to, to take her your ghost
3: <laughs> lover <her laughs> away.
1: And then this ridiculous guy who was apparently in a lot of Voyager and DS9, but. Um he seemed kind of like a real a real
0: A real, a real good guy. A real cool
1: guy. A real a real in the words of uh holy grail eccentric performance.
0: <laughs> a real cool guy?
1: Possibly. I kept giving him lines where he was like, But I, I I must have my tea and then someone from the Enterprise would just be like, What's going on? <laughs> I don't know if they're just reacting to the episode as a whole. <laughs>
0: Um, I think that Ultimately What you're Missing here Is the fact that They're wearing Their dress uniforms But they're not I mean they're not On duty I also thought It was weird Like when Picard Comes down to like Meet um, Ronan Yeah like, I kind of wish He was like I'm gonna show up As casual Picard Oh is he Oh Yeah
1: well i mean he's also by the way he's there in the line of duty does this guy's hairline
0: or face look like that of someone who's 30 something years old 34 years old oh you think he looks older
3: (laughs) don't you
1: i you know he's such a person on the cover of a romance novel that i didn't even he's sort of ageless to
0: me well i get that you do you do get you do get lost in the eyes sometimes that's okay we all do
3: did you
7: notice a strange man at the service? He was in his strange, mid-30s. Beautiful man. Longish
1: hair. <laughs> That's fair. Oh. If she's just off the cuff saying that guy's in his mid-30s, then I agree with you. Grave.
7: <laughs> Camellia was her favorite flower. She used to keep them all over the house.
8: Maybe he was a friend or one of her patients. It was a very
1: personal
7: gesture. But he gave me a remarkable
0: look. <laughs> what if that was her... You know, she's an empath and somehow she picked it up and just nonchalantly was like... Maybe he was a ghost that is controlled by a candle. <laughs> the candle really confused me, too.
1: Like, so, they If he can become corporeal for a short amount of time, why doesn't he just keep relighting the candle? Why does he need these ladies
0: to do it? Oh, that's smart. Andy. You, you broke the whole episode. <laughs> is that what did it? <laughs> I guess I
7: should be going back to the house. There's some things I need to do. It's only a few minutes from here. Would you mind coming along?
0: I'd love to. I got shit to do. I mean, yeah, I guess. I love that they. I'll cancel all my appointments today. Um, my buddy Joe, who's still still at work, and he's uh, his family owns funeral homes. I worked uh, at McDonough's in uh, Lowell back uh, back in the in the what two thousand five to. Hey, hey, to are they our sponsors? Don't mention them. Uh, not sponsors, but he, he pointed out hilariously in a text to me that the technology of lowering a casket has not changed.
1: <laughs> well, that is funny. <laughs> that is such an years. insider's perspective. It's only a few
7: minutes from here. Would you mind coming along?
1: And you know what's funny is it's not like you couldn't improve that with those weird metal rods yeah. and
0: everything. It's just like, you should have come up it's, with something a little classier than metal that. Metal rods and fabric. You just roll it yeah. up. Uh, yeah. Like, well, we're gonna go with this, I guess, because they wanted to be all like Scotlandy. Maybe they were just going for oh, that kind of on thing. Stay. a few more hours. Why? Well, as you know,
4: Caldos is one of the first terraforming.
0: I love this guy. He's like, I got the oh, flagship of the Federation it? here. I might as well get something out of it. <laughs> he is really is. He's really working the system. Mind having a starship engineer. <laughs> Take a look at them. Perhaps give us a few upgrades.
9: Maybe in exchange for a tour of the colony and a
2: home-cooked
1: meal? Seems like it's a pretty cheap exchange from their side. Tomorrow
9: morning, but we could delay for a few days. Yes, I'm sure we could find the time. Excellent. I would enjoy that tour. Kaldos Colony is a most impressive accomplishment. I actually feel as if I'm in the Scottish Highlands. That was the intent. The cornerstone of every building in town was brought from Edinburgh, Glasgow,
4: Aberdeen, the founders wanted everyone to feel that they had a piece of the real thing here
0: I gotta say they didn't
4: want to just imitate Scotland
0: they wanted to be- uh and born October 5th 1952 uh this was 94 so he
1: was
0: uh, 43.
1: I will say also if you look at are you watching it on Amazon or, or yes Amazon if you when he's on screen, if you look at his description, uh his like bio, it feels like it's a bio that he himself wrote. It is so <laughs> completely like what an actor would put in their skills and abilities and everything. It's just a rundown of He also did a podcast you know, that was very successful and
9: <laughs> You're obviously not Scots yourself. <laughs> what was it that drew you here? Ah uh, something about the culture,
4: the heritage.
1: Look at this funny little when guy. When I was a
4: boy, my family visited Glam's Castle in Scotland. As I looked out across the highlands, I felt as if I had come home.
1: Uh, I gotta say I do like this little... I guess it's a planet. I like, I like the terraforming plot. I think that's kind of cool. Um... And like that, we open and we're like, well, "What? What, what it's is not Really a plot? I mean, <laughs> no, it's not a plot. That's no. unfortunately not the plot. No, but I like, I, I like that setting. I like it's sort of grounded, and I like that it's you know, it's sort of it's sort of grounds the things we see in every other episode of we just happen to get a guitar player from the twentieth century in a way that's like, oh yeah, I can see people in the future being kind of like, hey, we're gonna terraform this planet, and we're gonna give it this really nice rustic vibe, like Scotland." It felt like, oh yeah, I'd like to take, I'd like to visit that.
0: I like Scotland. That seems kind of cool. <laughs> I bet they got some killer golf courses there.
1: Yeah, that's right, Matt.
0: Why'd I like the weather together? control system. And they, and that's they an got interesting Willie, They got Willie the groundskeeper there. So, <laughs> do you think that the weather control system ever makes it uncomfortable? I mean, if they wanted to keep it accurate, it would. Right? Like, don't you think it'd be like, let's make it like forty. I'm sorry, let's go Celsius. Let's make it like seven degrees and uh, raining. But the guy was really
1: bitching up a storm about any time it wasn't good weather.
0: Good is all relative.
1: And this is a beautiful little cottage.
0: <laughs> Andy. Your
8: grandmother had remarkable green eyes.
1: we
0: could build you this cottage. Every Howard will miss green eyes.
7: Except for my mother and me.
1: You know what I really want is a. Uh, How well do you
7: remember?
1: I want a, I want a Hobbit house. Is what
0: I want. I want Bilbo's house. You want to live in the Shire, yeah? I don't know the if again. Did you ever run into that house in um in Red Dead? Was there a Hobbit house in Red Dead? Yeah. What? Oh, I gotta go back. Tell me where it is. It's like up in the. It's up in the mountains, like up north on the north side of the north. I would say like north center of the map. Oh my gosh, I got to go find it.
7: Remember your mother? Very well. I loved her very much. I can remember her face smiling down at me, and I can remember the sound of her voice and her scent. But
0: the way that she always I had sex Anna with a ghost
7: who raised me after my mother died.
0: The sex she had with a ghost and I remember oh,
1: the way that she would always talk about Just it's having had sex them. with a ghost It's
7: been in the Howard clan for generations I'm sorry
3: it's Beverly you, you keep saying the me.
7: Spirit, Wherever they may go The shining light to guide them through their fortune Nana Keeps always Keeps their sex lit. ghost alive I remember sitting here Listening to ghost stories with only the candle burning
1: <laughs> I'm if sure you, did, you
7: did. did I think I will I'm going to head back to
8: the
9: ship. <laughs> that's what, I just
1: that's what that Deanna's uh, sensing there. It's just like, I feel like this is about to get weird, and I'm just going to take off.
0: <laughs> I should go and never talk to you again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know one thing, subtext-wise, that, that struck me in this moment is that I assume we're supposed to infer that Deanna sensed that Beverly had sort of had enough and wanted to be alone Mm -hmm. and it struck me that must be a little bit difficult for Deanna to go through her life knowing the instant when people uh, have had enough and want her to go
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean or it's like the best because then you never outstay your welcome yeah, and then like, there's always like somebody, you know, someone, someone's gonna be like, oh, never, someone, no one's ever gonna be like, oh man, you know that Andy stays around at these parties too long. Yeah, because then you'd be like, no, I don't. Cause That's right, I, I sense know. that you didn't I'm... want me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this guy comes in. Uh, quite an interesting I mean I just wish he had done that quicker like had just gotten rid of the can like he should have gotten she, she, she's dead she's been buried seemingly yeah, just like it would have been 3-4 three, three, days that she's probably been dead the Enterprise didn't instantaneously get there he should have taken uh, care of this candle earlier
1: maybe the ghost hit it apparently become
0: corporeal Wow, this guy's the actual doing? name is even I more Scottish. Shade Duffin. I want to
4: be so high and mighty with me, Beverly Hall Crusher. I spent more time here in the past five years than you ye have in the past 20.
7: How do you know who I am?
4: I'm Ned Quint. I took care of your grandmother's house and her affairs.
7: Nana never mentioned you.
4: Oh, there's lots of things she didn't talk about. Let me get rid of that candle. Why? That candle has brought nothing but misery and bad luck to your grandmother
7: Look, Mr. Quint, I don't know what your relationship was with my grandmother <laughs> But this is my house now, and these are my things
4: That candle has been a curse in your family for generations Now, if you have a lick of sense, you'll
7: listen to me right now and do away with it Now give it to me
1: This is a family
7: heirloom, and I intend to keep it Now would you please get out of my house,
1: now! All right, but I'll Power be back to, to do Mike Myers' soul. characters Power. later
4: I wash my hands of it now You stay on in this house And you keep that damn candle I'll not be responsible for what happens
7: Get out
0: I mean personally I think he is the best performance of the, of the show
1: Yeah okay. I don't disagree with you
0: It made me miss Scotty mm-hmm. um, Also by the way like, What a great place for Scotty to retire
1: oh, So true
0: you know, you've got to fix that weather net. He probably would have found that plasma problem.
1: I mean, that's the reason they didn't want him in the episode, because uh, <laughs> he, he would just know what was up immediately.
0: <laughs> you check the
4: seismic stabilizers? Certainly. You can't imagine what it's like trying to enjoy afternoon tea while the Earth is shaking.
1: This Governor, is another moment. Look at Data's reaction to that. That's another huge no. take.
4: Our weather control's been working perfectly for the last 22 years.
0: You know, I can't isolate the exact source, but the fluctuation seems to be originating from one of the substations that regulates atmospheric humidity for the colony. Is this going to be a problem?
6: No, not yet, but power distribution patterns are already off by 5%. I suggest we analyze the planet's weather patterns to see if they have been affected. I am reading unusually high humidity across the entire southern desert region. And there is increasing cloud activity above the northern coastal area. Possibly the formation of a storm system. A storm? It's the middle of summer. We don't have rain at this time of year. Later, let's see if we can correct this. I'll check out the colony's climatic flow array. I will run a diagnostic on the thermal regulators. Don't worry, Governor. We'll keep it dry.
4: I certainly hope so. There's a caber toss scheduled for tomorrow afternoon. I'd hate to see it spoiled
1: by an unexpected <laughs> downpour. Both the delivery and the reaction of Jordy oh, are baby just baby. like, this What is fucking happening? Fucking guy. <laughs> <laughs> fucking caber toss. What the hell are you throwing telephone poles around for? You him? guys know what century you're in? Jesus Christ.
0: I, um. This episode's very strange. Well, sure. Like in a way that it's like, what are we doing here? What is what story are we telling? Well, the
1: story is all about Beverly. Yeah, but but you have these little side trips. But
0: what are we we saying? What is what are we saying about Beverly? She she's she's lonely.
1: (laughs) She's into ghost sex. (laughs) That's really really what we're finding out.
7: Grandmother's journals. You know, she had a lover.
9: I,
1: I mean, that? this is sort of
7: the. Man, it was hundred years old.
9: Hmm. Oh. Seems that the Howard women have exceptionally vigorous libidos. I certainly hope so.
7: After all, I'm really leaving it, it on the floor here. Man in his thirties when I passed the century mark. Thirties. Yes, according to these journals, <laughs> his name is Ronan, and he's thirty-four years old.
1: Even though he plays he early forties. <laughs> just
7: after my great grandmother's death, and I think I saw him at the funeral. A handsome young man tossed a camellia onto her grave. But the strange thing is, she never mentioned him in her letters, never once. And yet it appears they spent almost all their time together. It's as if she led an entire life that I knew nothing about.
9: Well, it looks as if we're going to be on Kaldos for a few days more. This will be a good opportunity for you to get your grandmother's affairs in order. Thank you.
1: He does another take here.
3: That is. <laughs> Look at the
0: takes. You think it's Frakes doing the takes? I think stakes? I think it's I think it's I mean, I think it's like what is Picard's reaction to that, really? Well,
1: this what is are the you thing playing? I'm trying to figure out. Right. Cuz I cuz I am what do what do you think that they're they're Beverly seems totally chill with that kind of age distinction. So, is that the perspective of you know people in this century? Is what's the what? What is your take? Or she's just happy for her grandma?
0: I think she's like, ooh la
1: la, you know. Yeah. So there, she has no judgment about it, yeah. and I can't tell if Picard has a judgment about it or not.
0: I think he's uh, shocked. Uh huh. <laughs> He's like, oh, my. (laughs) I feel like he's turning up the heat with Beverly
1: with his exceptions. Sounds like the Howard women have exceptionally strong libidos.
3: Oh, 30. (laughs) You
1: think he's being an old fuddy-duddy?
3: Oh, no.
0: (laughs) I need some tea, hot. (laughs) Maybe cold this time. It's too hot in here. 30s. (laughs)
1: I wonder if he would have been more comforted by the fact that the guy was in his 40s
0: (laughs) yes 100% It would have been like fucking thank god my other
1: side notes Beverly is having a great hair day in this episode her hair looks fantastic you can't see it here Um, Um, and the other thing is uh, as they swing the camera around well, maybe it's in another in a later scene I assume we've seen her quarters and that they look like this before yeah it's mm-hmm. in another scene but she's got a fantastic window that looks right out into space right over her bed
0: you know I think that they a lot of them on decade do it's just oh, the same quarters sweet. getting over and over again man would I like that
1: <laughs> I'm gonna buy a house with a nice thing that looks out in the stars
0: there you go Andy no matter what my
1: future wife says,
8: you said you felt a touch.
1: A pair of hands.
7: They were moving across my skin like a caress.
0: Oh, the laugh.
7: And there was a voice, a man. He whispered my name. I'm it not mid thirties. Oh. <laughs> he knew exactly how I liked to be touched. It was the most physical. The sensations were very real And extremely Arousing Oh
1: <laughs> <envious>. the <laughs> Picard, Picard, Picard Stop the hanging next, around
0: To the oh, next table my
7: grandmother's journal. <laughs> She wrote very detailed descriptions Of her
8: experiences with Ronan Well that's bound to cause A dream or two So uh, Shall we start going over the personnel reports You know I think he had a
7: ring on one of his hands I wonder if I'll have another dream tonight. I'd read two chapters. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, meaning two orgasms. Humminah, humminah, oh! humminah.
3: <laughs> 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 oh, oh! Oh! Wow! <laughs>
0: Also like Where does Beverly Get this like Does she just like Go to the computer And go uh, to alone. Get me I leave. <laughs> Get me the Most 1850 Scottish clothing You can <laughs> no,
3: Ned,
0: This is okay. an interesting thing
3: Look
7: I'm sorry We got off to a I just start.
1: I'm looking at the script Because I wanted to see Their description Of like what they What they forced Poor Gates McFadden To read And then act out Mmhmm um, but before that, uh, at the end of that Picard Beverly scene in the uh, corridor, um, his last line is 30s, right?
0: Yeah. 30s.
3: It's
1: not in there. So she opens a page in one of the journals and exits to her corridors, reading off Picard's face as he watches her go, and that's it. There's mm-hmm. no, I guess they felt like they had to justify <laughs> a look. Um, or, it seems like the kind of thing uh, Frakes would have thrown in. Um, Only one way to find out. Um, Then later Beverly's uh, She's paging through her Grandmother's journal Utterly absorbed By what she's reading On the night table Next to her bed it's the exotic candle Uh, Gradually Beverly Starts to drift off Her eyes flutter Um, Her breathing deepens And soon she is asleep A quiet beat goes by The candle flame Begins to sputter Uh, Very gradually The blanket starts To move of its own accord Beverly uh, Draws in a sharp breath And tenses her body Reacting to something Touching her face Then her neck Her nightgown, this really is a romance novel now. Her nightgown slides down off her shoulder, exposing her skin. Gradually, a smile forms on Beverly's face, uh, and it's clear that she's experiencing some sort of pleasure. She responds to a rush of sensations and emotion. Mm. (laughs) That's actually, uh, as as, as, uh, Brandon Brock's stuff could go, that's actually comparatively classy.
0: Oh, it's wild that he did the teleplay here. I'm sure he demanded it. Jesus Christ.
7: I've been reading my grandmother's journals and I know how much you meant to her.
4: Aye, she was a grand lady. You'll not see many more like her. You have your grandmother's fire, that's for sure.
7: Ned? You're welcome to stay at the house after I've gone I need someone to take care of the place
4: well, That's very kind of you, lass But I'll never set foot in that house again And I'll recommend that you dinner either Why? Like I tried to tell your grandmother The house is haunted Haunted? You believe what you want, lass Just dinner light that candle
7: Why not?
4: It'll bring the ghost It's his home Oh, he's out
1: now
7: Wandering across the land
1: Angry, How does he know that?
7: Angry <laughs> up and driven out. That's why he's bringing the storms. Ned, the weather systems control is malfunctioning. The Enterprise is trying to repair it. Oh, sure. But well, who do you think is causing the malfunction? Oh, I think your imagination is. Think what you want. See what
4: you want. Just do as I say. Don't light that candle, and then not go to that house. Or before you know it, I'll be burying another Howard in this cemetery.
1: Um,
0: yeah, he's kind of wrong,
1: right? The ghost isn't really mad; he's desperate. I mean, okay, out—he's out. he's causing the storms because he's mad.
0: But I think he, he is. I think he's mad that he's desperate. What? <laughs> All right. Here's Jerry Taylor, the original spec script was that there have been aliens throughout history on Earth who had possessed people and they were responsible for much of what we called supernatural paranormal events. Already a better plot. <laughs> <laughs> that writer had the idea of the Scottish kinds of origins for Beverly. Rick uh, and Michael, Rick Berman and, and Michael... Um, Pillar. Thank you. ...were very distrustful of the story. They considered it a romance novel in space and felt the possibility for embarrassment was monumental. <laughs> But I just knew it would work. (laughs) Who said that, Jerry Taylor? It's a different kind of story uh, of star story for Star Trek to tell. It's a romance, but we do have women in our audience, and women do traditionally respond to romantic stories. Okay. Interesting. Taylor denied the story was inspired by Anne Rice's *The Witching Hour*. She explained that one. One of Brandon and my favorite movies is The Innocence, which comes from Henry James's Turn of the Screw. We saw this episode as an homage, and we packed in every sort of gothic ghost story trick that one could imagine. You sure did.
1: Way to go. Let me ask you a larger question here.
0: Yes?
1: So I think we all... We all enjoy, you know, making fun of that it's a sex ghost episode and uh and the and the outlandishness and all that. It did occur to me, is there something legitimate about you know, yeah, the the grounding of the idea that the paranormal, you know, is derived from aliens is really interesting. And they do circle back to a scientific explanation at the end. And you know, really, where it goes off the rails to me is all the stuff about the history with her family, which obviously is also part of you know this kind of gothic lore. But um, but if you strip it down to just that, do you think it's a legit sort of story idea? Just yes, there is a possession.
0: I think I, I, well, I think the legitimate story idea part of it is that the that like that's a cool idea that ghosts aren't. Ghosts exist, but they're aliens. That's cool. That's a cool idea. I
1: think, if anything, this is one of those episodes where they spent so much time on having to have Gates act out these weird scenes where she's being affected by things we can't see, um, and also it being amorous, uh, that it, it should have been balanced more by you know more of the discussions of what's going on how is this affecting beverly beverly's acting odd um you know uh it's like it's separated and i guess it's so you can do kind of the b plot is them talking about the storms but the storms seem so removed from the paranormal stuff that it almost seems like a why are we spending time on this as opposed to it being kind of like them trying to figure out everyone trying to figure out what the paranormal stuff is you know I guess I'm just saying I feel like there
0: there are the bones of a workable story in this Mm-hmm. I think that a story where you're relying so much on sexual pleasure being yeah. an indicator of the ghost's presence is <laughs> is wrought with a lot of problems regardless of how I mean of course the Beverly Enjoys the pleasure of uh, 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 the touch of uh, an alien or a man or a go- whatever. Of course, she's a, she's a human being. She has a libido. We like we get it, but like to make that the 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 visual indicator of the of how we know the ghost is present, and I guess to also like to 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 think that someone a character as intelligent as Beverly Crusher. Um, and logical as Beverly Crusher would be duped into this, like, well, I don't know. This a is... borrow a term. It's like you know, you talk about like, don't think with your with your with your dick, or you know what I'm saying. It's like,
1: right. Well, to me, this is where to me, and maybe I just this is I just um, justified it in my head. But once she really starts going full throttle to me it's like oh the ghost is controlling her cuz Beverly obviously would act this way. Do you feel like that the the story the script is trying to tell us no she's so swept away that she
0: Yes, I think that's what the script is trying to tell us.
1: Well, that's completely insane. I right. only accept that the ghost has sort of altered her brain in some way and is you know whatever controlling her a little bit.
0: Um But Gates was Gates was praised for her performance in what she called the highlight of her season. Yeah. Taylor She's- Taylor remarked, "The lovemaking without a partner, this is not easy stuff to do and she committed herself to it completely." Braga added, "It was the best performance I've ever it was the best performance I've ever seen. I just thought she did a wonderful job." Picard catches Beverly masturbating and crying for crying out loud. What a tough role to play. When I was writing the <laughs> words, she rides around in the bed having invisible sex, I thought, oh man, we're asking for trouble. Are they going to be able to pull this off? Thanks to Frakes and Gates, it was not hokey. It was very good. Look, I scripted the first orgasm in The Game. This was mild by comparison. Sure, it was racy. Even Rick Berman had said, I can't believe we're doing this. I think they trimmed quite a bit of the writhing sequences. <laughs> He said. He said disappointedly.
1: Um, I mean, they, for sure, they are right to praise her and pat her on the back because it's a massive task and it's an impossible task that they gave her, and uh, she she this. committed fully. But to say that it was pulled off in a way that was not. You know, cringy is is kind of insane. It's completely bizarre.
0: Well, and you know, weird. 2000, to watch. 2012 Gates McFadden. But more power to Gates McFadden. 2012 yeah. Gates uh, had some hindsight yeah. and she says, I was basically in love with a lamp. This woman <laughs> is a doctor and falls in love with a lamp. How the hell does that work? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I don't buy it. Intellectually, I don't buy it.
1: I buy it if you say the thing that I'm saying, which is. She's under the power of the lamp.
0: <laughs> I don't think there's the any... any there. I don't think there are so any strange. indicators there. I guess her eyes change color, but like...
1: Her eyes change color. Yeah, but like I mean before that even to happens, To me, the indicator though. is... Th- th- it's primarily the scene in the, when she's in the transporter. Before she's not that. even talking to him like a friend or like Beverly Crusher. She's just talking to him so, like somebody wants to get the fuck off the ship. Yeah, because she wants to go get laid. But that to me is, even if that is Beverly Crusher, Beverly Crusher, like in the scenes when she's talking to Deanna, she still seems like she's Beverly Crusher under the, you know, uh, under the pull of 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 this deep attraction. When she's talking to Picard it, in that scene, it just seems like, oh, this isn't Beverly Crusher anymore.
9: On screen. It is growing in intensity, sir. That's one hell of a thunderstorm. Bridge to engineering, Mister Data. We're reading an it's
0: extremely a, large storm. System not just over a thunderstorm. We cut to the gates the weather control around.
9: malfunction was not severe.
6: <laughs> it began as a minor power fluctuation, sir. But the effect has spread throughout the control grid. It has caused an unusual concentration of cumulonimbus activity above the colony.
0: Just say clouds, Data. You can just say clouds. the Enterprise and the weather <laughs> substations, try to give them enough power to stabilize the storm. Make it so.
3: Flowers!
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot there were Nick? flowers everywhere. Is that you? Someone brought in flowers! It also didn't seem weird to me because it's like just after a funeral, put all the flowers in instead of the, you know,
1: whatever. I think I, I would have immediately assumed Quint was in love with me if I was Beverly. <gasps> Alright,
7: now that's it. If you don't show yourself right now, I am calling the Enterprise, and there will be 10 security guards here within 30 seconds.
0: You got a high opinion of yourself. They're going to send down 10, 10 security guards. Yeah, they're not even sending Wharf. They're sending a uh, red haired lady, a yeah. uh, 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 large football player looking guy, yeah. and maybe, maybe that Asian gentleman. Maybe. That's all the security you're getting right now, Beverly. <laughs> Worf's busy <laughs> he's in the the holodeck working
1: out with no security protocols for you.
7: who are you
2: don't you remember I came to you last night while you were asleep
7: no that was some a dream some would find that creepy I'm calling the Enterprise
1: now what's supposed to be happening now
0: Getting finger blasted. Oh, is that what it is? <laughs> Let's find out if that's what it says in the script. <laughs> <laughs> she drops her combat. Oh, here
1: it is, finger blasted.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: pulls the combat out of her pockets before she can activate it. Falls. She takes a breath, feeling a rush of sensation and emotion. Her eyes lose focus momentarily, as though she's just been given some kind of narcotic her eyes
0: flutter and she breathes heavily
1: again drawn deeply into the narcotic
0: state <laughs> I wish she her eyes fluttered and then she said Auga <laughs> <laughs> how do you remember me yes
7: what's what's happening to me right now I feel so strange
2: I love you Beverly just as I loved Felicia before you
1: don't bring up other women My grandmother?
5: You, Ronan. Yes.
2: You saw me at the funeral. (gasps) Uh,
1: uh, It's crazy that you think that I look like I'm in my mid 30s.
2: I am a spirit.
7: I don't believe in ghosts.
2: Nor did I in the beginning. I was born in 1647 in Glasgow on Earth.
7: You're telling me that you're an 800 year old ghost? Yes. I
2: found a home just so hard.
1: Does born mean awesome. that he was created or he's lying here?
0: Um, Or is he saying he was born a human? And then no, I think obviously interph- he died and has some unfinished business on Earth.
1: But I thought they said he's an interphasic I'm, whatever
0: I'm, I'm at kidding, the end. I'm kidding. No. My goodness. I don't understand comedy. Great balls of fire. Well, you understand comedy, but what I just said wasn't that funny. Oh.
1: Then I do understand comedy.
0: (laughs) There you go. You're back.
2: Pretty less with a mane of red hair. With a mane of red hair. And eyes like diamonds. Um, I loved her very much.
3: Oh, God.
2: (laughs) When she died, I stayed with her daughter.
1: This is so hard. Really, props to Gates McFadden. Generation
2: after generation.
0: I mean, props to the ghost for staying with one family all this time. Beverly's
1: mesmerized by the voice. It's getting harder and and harder to maintain her composure.
7: 200 light years away?
2: When your family moved out into the galaxy, I moved with them.
7: I don't believe you.
2: I believe You are the most beautiful woman I have ever
7: known. Oh, what's, what's happening to me? We're becoming see.
1: She's, he's like, like controlling her in some way, or messing with her brain, or
0: disagree. Stop it! I think he's just the most capable lover she's ever encountered. He's just so charming. Come in. No, most capable lover.
8: Hi, Bev. I just wanted to see if you were going to Muckborough class this morning.
7: No, I think I'm going to skip it today.
0: I'm and then she's totally chill here.
1: So I thought, Did oh, he's already inhabited tonight? her.
7: Not exactly. Is
0: anything wrong? No, he's not inhabiting not her. Well, okay. She's Fevers. just She just wants it bad. She just to wants me, to get this back is, down there and have a good time.
1: this characterization of Beverly, which I guess is what you're saying, mm-hmm. if that is the truth, that is the biggest, the most damning part of this episode. I actually don't have a problem with them pursuing some kind of this alien is a ghost thing or the ghost is an alien thing. I have a problem with the way that they're playing out Beverly's side of it. So if Beverly was kind of more logically going through it step by step and then logically came to the realization that you're implying, uh, which is uh, maybe it is, I don't know what it is, but I am having some real feelings for whatever this, this, this presence. you're is. having
0: emotional feelings for the presence yeah i'm saying that's what i mean really it's that. really working on you andy i mean it's that really dreamy move over archer tattoo hello Ronan. <laughs> 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 i um, mean to me uh, this is what is happening in the show this okay. is what is to me when i watch this show i think in this episode beverly crusher is so sexually aroused by whatever Ronan is doing that she cannot wait to get back down on that planet
1: I mean I feel like that is his weapon of choice in terms of controlling her but I believe that theoretically she's acting so bonkers even in this scene based on what she just experienced and then she's not going to say to to Troy hey this this and this happened she's just going to be like yeah I'm not going to go to that thing she doesn't
0: want to seem crazy that hey the doesn't ghost, seem the, to be hey her the ghost demeanor the ghost that was fucking my grandmother is fucking me now and I'm into it so she I'm not going to I'm not going either. to mock job clamp whatever if the I hell didn't was. know
8: any better I'd say you were seeing someone Diana now I know you're seeing someone I'm not seeing anybody
1: because it's a ghost
7: I
8: met someone that's all. Well, you obviously have romantic feelings for him. Beverly, when are you going to realize that you can't fool me? Who is it? Is that it? true?
7: All right. I met
8: Ronan. Ronan.
7: Your grandmother's lover? <laughs> He's unlike anyone I've ever met before. I know this sounds crazy, but... I have never known anyone who is so... Passionate. Exactly. I can see why Nana fell in love with him. This sounds very strange, doesn't it? Yep. I admit it's... unusual.
1: (laughs) Deanna's so open-minded.
8: I'm very happy for you. But I want you to consider something. You and Ronan have both suffered a tremendous loss. Very often, shared traumatic experience can create the illusion of closeness and romance.
1: Like with Peter Bergdanovich and Dorothy Stratton's sister. I think
7: I know what I'm doing. Besides, I didn't say I was in love with him. I'm just intrigued.
1: Um, There's something going on. I I'm Rene
0: I firmly... recalled, I can still reduce Brandon to shutters when I go into his office and say, I can travel on the power transfer beam. <laughs> uh, but the cast loved it. Every woman on the lot who read it was coming up to Brandon and patting him. Ultimately, I think it was worth doing because it was campy, fun, and the production values were wonderful. The sets looked great, and everybody threw themselves into it. Gates did a wonderful job just got bigger and broader and to the point of the grandmother leaping out of the grave. Just having Beverly basically writhing around having an orgasm at 6 o'clock on family TV was great. <laughs> For that alone, it was worth doing. We got away with murder. Ron yeah. Moore, Ronald D. Moore said, I kind of liked it. I thought it was good to try a different genre on TNG and mix things up a little. It was not a perfect show by any means, but I'm glad we did it. You know, Captain, I moved
4: to this colony because it was a recreation of Scotland. But I must admit, it's getting to be a little too realistic. <gasps>
3: Shoot.
1: Yeah, there's nothing in the there's nothing the in that scene going? in the action in the action description that would suggest what I'm saying. <laughs> which which Not is at all. Beverly seems like she's somewhat in a trance. It's like which is what I'm looking for.
0: <laughs> no, I honest to God, I 100 percent think it's very surface level, sexually motivated
1: but beyond that it's bonkers that they would not have her go oh by the way the guys might be a ghost i'm not sure exactly what's going on like he's sort of there but then he appears and then whatever it's like there's no world where she doesn't mention that to troy and or is you know they say well she was hiding she was holding something back but it's like that's not a small thing that she would be like She wasn't telling me something small. That's like a massive thing. And for her to have gone through that and then in the next scene be completely casual, that's crazy. That to me is crazier than the idea of her having ghost sex. I think it's all great. Because that's atypical to her character. I'm
0: glad we did the episode. That's your problem, Jerry Taylor.
6: There appears to be a condensed suspension of water vapor. Approximately one degree Celsius. Fog. It just sort of rolled in on us, sir.
0: Just say fog, function. data. Just say fog. Also, clouds—they're just clouds.
6: And the ship's <laughs> environmental control—we've traced the problem to the power transfer beam. There's some sort of feedback coming from one of the colony's weather substations.
9: Another power fluctuation, Captain. The temperature in Tin Fort has dropped below freezing, and Deck Thirteen has lost gravity. Mr. <laughs> data, disengage the power transfer.
0: <laughs> I bet the kids in the classroom on I'm Deck Thirteen are having a great time, sir.
6: <laughs> A feedback loop is formed in the transfer beam. I will have to go to the substation and attempt to
1: the I mean, this is also...
0: Make it so. It's so meantime, absurd and lyrical. I love that he's going to go get his jacket.
1: Well, I know. I thought when that, when that happened, I was like, oh boy. Matt's going to love it.
0: But he like, you, you don't see him in never, the jacket. He never shows up in it. Yeah, be you don't see the jacket. I wish he had the jacket when he went to go see Beverly. I must ask him to strange. stop. No!
4: Stay away from me! You didn't understand. He's gonna kill
0: us all. Ah, ah. Why didn't Data just run up and grab him? Trying to kill us all. So he he trying is to kill to shut to the entire
2: weather control system. He was pulling out the primary plasma conduits. Look at how many se- we'll the <laughs> scenes discharge.
1: they gave this. uh Maturin, this this governor character. They cram him into every scene and they why, give him some... Why
0: are you so against
1: ...strange him? line of
0: dialogue that seems like it's out of nowhere. It's very odd. He's just the dressing. He's there to remind everybody that it's a Scottish colony. But he's not Scottish. Dave, I know.
7: You said there was a plasma discharge from the console when Quint was killed.
0: He's got a completely different outfit on, by the way. He changed That's
3: correct
7: Well that wasn't what killed
0: him He got all wet in the I'm fog I'm detecting
7: an anomalous energy residual throughout his body Right down to the cellular level Whatever it is It wasn't the result of a plasma discharge
1: I can't wait to get an autopsy going on
0: this guy I
6: cannot identify the energy <laughs> residual
0: You can tell she's not being However, herself I guess Because, because she gives it to signature Solar
6: as the Power fluctuations <laughs> we observe from the weather control system And it's
9: possible that whatever caused the weather malfunctions Also killed Quint it is possible we should scan the colony for any energy readings that match this anaphasic signature
7: governor with your permission I'd like to take the body back to the ship to run further tests of course doctor Ensign ask Dr. Salar to run a biospectral analysis
4: yes doctor you're not going to run the test yourself
1: I sweet no I have Salar. some things
7: I need to attend to
1: aka
0: a quickie getting it on
7: Ronan, I've got to talk to you. Are you here? I'm here. Beverly,
2: did you miss me?
7: Yes. But I must talk to you. There's been an accident.
2: I know. Quint is dead.
7: Why did it happen? What was he doing?
2: Beverly, there's something more important we should talk about.
7: Ronan I've got to know Quint's dead
1: <laughs> yes the, the way he reaches around and grabs her face and then she turns back it too. seems like it was a rehearsal It doesn't. it's like they both are so awkward
0: well I think that's to be like you see the ring so like when she says that he had a ring on then it makes sense I don't know whatever yeah who cares it's all dumb <laughs> I find it kind of I mean I kind of agree with them
1: that it's like I'm glad they took a huge swing I kind of I kind of feel like it's like yeah they went for it it's absurd but uh prefer that to a boring one
0: I wish the fire suppression system kicked in. (laughs) What's happening to her here? She's addicted to the sex drug. (laughs) She was going through withdrawals.
7: I lit the candle. Where are you?
2: It's all right. We're together.
3: We're going to be one. Uh,
1: hey, Matt. Come on. Yeah. Beverly. The action description is Beverly is like a drug addict in search of her next fix.
0: Yes, that looks like what's happening. Except She's that She's a I'm very just, good actress.
1: I'm implying something else that you are disagreeing with, so what are you going
0: to do? What are you implying?
1: I, I, It is my inference that she... That yes, this is he's trying to control her with sex, but that it's not her 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 sane head. Like that, the only way that this episode makes any sense is if he's using some kind of ghost power to kind of basically manipulate her.
0: He is like, using his like ghost all power. the
1: all, like all the great molesters and rapists. i just saying, in Star
0: Trek TNG, the ghost power of how good he is at sexy time. That's that's his. (laughs) That's what he's using. I mean, that is the only thing that is happening here. I don't. And her eyes. And her eyes turn green because he's a plasma ghost, and that's what color the plasma is. It's (laughs) like They're not. You're imbuing the script with more than it was written with. I mean, I think you're. That's fair, but it's crazy down to me.
2: And you will feel love. As you've never felt it before.
1: I wish I could date someone who became a
0: vapor and went inside me. I mean, give me a ring sometime, pal. What the hell?
3: Yeah. Is that true? Yeah, I can turn uh, into a vapor. Is, <laughs> is, is Dory okay with alone? that? Yeah, she's <laughs> fine.
0: She says whatever I do trying. when I'm vapor is up to me. You know, <laughs> it's fine. What happens
3: if vapor stays in vapor? Stays nice. and vapor? Yeah.
7: Ever you can't just resign. I can, and I have. I've decided to stay on Kaldos and become a healer like my grandmother. It's a proud Howard tradition, and I've decided to uphold it, energize
1: you're already a healer.
7: I've resigned my commission, so unless you plan on kidnapping me.
0: It's insane. That interaction is the most insane thing. I mean She's just going she's just gonna go get high. <laughs> on the sexy time. Intimate
8: yeah. way. I warned her that it was all very sudden, but she didn't want to talk about it, so I let her alone. I sensed that she was holding something back, that she wasn't telling me the whole truth.
9: Do you think this Ronin could be exerting some sort of influence over her? That it's because of him that she stay?
8: It's possible. But she may really believe she's in love with him.
9: This is a rash decision, ill-considered. It's not like Beverly at all.
8: I agree. But Agreed. she does have the right to make that choice. Andy Even agrees. don't feel
6: it's a good one.
1: Well, what if she's Come. being controlled?
6: Captain. Jordy and I have detected an energy residual with the same anaphasic signature as the one we found on Ned Quint's body.
0: You're not going to believe well, this.
6: Approximately 17 kilometers it's from, from the center says. of the colony, sir. It is coming from the
9: cemetery. <sighs> I want you to go down to the cemetery see if you can pinpoint the source aye sir
1: Um, just as a side note in that transporter scene Mm -hmm. uh, it's a proud Howard tradition I've decided to uphold it and then she goes to the chief energize and the transporter chief looks to Picard who doesn't know what to do they cut the transporter
0: chief's look to Picard well they probably were like "Mm -hmm, we don't have time to shoot this (laughs) just give me off camera
9: I would like to meet with this Ronin
1: I'm fairly jealous
0: (laughs) What does he have to offer But I don't (laughs) But I can't get an exact location I'll try
6: narrowing the scan field The energy readings appear to be originating... You
0: know,
1: they say that the Howard women women have a strong libido far into their hundreds.
6: (laughs) I believe they are concentrated within this burial site.
0: Uh, Beverly, we're going to dig up your grandma. Is that Okay. (laughs)
7: I'm so glad you're here. I can't imagine what life was like before I met you.
0: And it will only get better. So, like, let's pretend that no one, he's not killing anyone. Okay. Is he that bad?
1: (laughs) (laughs) They certainly present him as a... As though this is a guy we're supposed to be. Uh... You know what's interesting is, I feel like all of the weird, creepy dudes that they've had, that they, they've made the uh, the the ladies of Trek kind of have some relationship with, from Enterprise to TNG mm-hmm. onward. Um, they always present them as though they're like, um, you know, like we're supposed to think oh man this guy's dangerous but he's so charming and they always just come off as full-on creepy like there's never any other note that they're playing whereas this guy i think is they are successfully playing him like a romance novel maybe cheeseball but like it is sort of like oh i can see why she would be swept away (laughs) other than the murder um but uh but then he is a murderer so what are you gonna do uh, I mean I guess what
0: you're gonna do is, is, is
1: just but that is part of the confusion is it's like I think they do want to land it in a way where it's like people can watch it and kind of go like I don't know I was kind of into him <laughs> I love you
7: Beverly yes I
0: love you no I love you more <laughs> <laughs> I love you the most I've got to go (laughs) I'm a g-g-g-ghost I love love, you
1: didn't hear me knocking incredibly quietly (laughs) John, what if she was sleeping
9: sorry I startled you I knocked but there was no answer the door was open I hope you don't mind what do you want well I'd hope to meet your new friend Ronan he's not here
0: your new well, little buddy, Ronan.
9: I'm really anxious to meet this remarkable young man who has swept away <laughs> Not so young. just one but two of the Howard women.
7: Jealousy doesn't suit you, John
9: Luke. Really? I rather like it. <laughs> have you, have you change the color of your eyes?
7: <laughs> I, I, I just grew tired of the other color.
1: I kind of like that throwaway. It's, so it's just like, of course it makes sense. You and can just change your, your eye color anytime you want.
9: I preferred you the way That's you were true. before
7: Beverly. Well this is the way I am now and this is my life I've made my decision and I'm not going to change my mind so please leave me alone.
9: Oh no there's something wrong here. Now, Come on
0: Beverly, this Matt, is she's acting sort of crazy, crazy here
1: but you're just saying it's the sex like, it's the yeah. same conversation over and over again. So
0: why do you keep asking what I think? It's just like to because me I this keep is- thinking the same thing because she's to me, she's not... I guess we're
1: basically saying the same thing, which is that the, the writing is off. It's just I'm saying that it's like they must have been thinking that it's like she's being controlled and messed with. Not just that she's like hot and heavy.
0: Well. I mean... I think she's just hot and heavy, but that's just me. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: It's it really—it's more of a question of what is—what did writer the writers intend? And I think you may be right, but that's our oh, rockers. God.
9: Here I am. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I wish it was clearly uh, two kids in a trench coat. So, right. Beverly <laughs> how amazing. far did it go with Where this are you from? <laughs> <laughs>
1: how long they, they topple over up. when they walk <laughs> into the room that
2: is, is that and Beverly and I plan to be together for the rest of our lives
6: that's very funny to
9: to go ahead data
6: oh. Captain we have located the source of the energy residual it appears to be concentrated within Felisa Howard's coffin Captain we'd like permission to exhume the body you can't do
0: that. You got it, guys. <laughs> Leave
1: her alone. As far as Why not? He, he only had to ask the governor and not I'm get not afraid Beverly's anything, approval. But I cannot allow you to desecrate her grave.
9: Data, ask Governor Maturin's permission to exhume the body. Picard out. I not stand for this. I'll go to the governor myself. Go on. I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't know who you are. He'll probably have the same questions that I do. How did you get here? What ship did you come on?
7: John Luke, leave him alone.
9: Why don't you answer my questions? What ship? I'd like to take a look at the passenger list. Where have you been Mm -hmm. living here? What's Mm -hmm. your position? (laughs) Who are your neighbors?
0: You don't even have neighbors. I'd like to see your letters of introduction. Get out of here.
2: Beverly, we must stop the others. They cannot exhume the body.
7: We can't just leave him. He might die.
2: You must come. I am your love. I am the one who will take care of you.
7: I can't just let him die.
2: Beverly, come with me.
7: No. No!
2: I'm sorry. I'm going to stop them.
0: I mean she finally snaps out of it here Like the influence right. of the You know whatever the influence is Right Of the creature alien ghost man yep. It should still be in effect If she if she, in fact she's under any influence But I think she's just so hard up for the sex <laughs> And then with Picard going down That's when she's like fuck Uh my addiction is costing me a little bit more than I expected here. If that's true, that is. No, no, it's true. You've seen it, Bonker Town. Not as Bonker Town as uh, old lady uh, Howard getting up here and but zapping him with green juice. <laughs> now, is this idea that
1: she, that uh, that um, the ghost is inhabiting her? Is that what's happening?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like from the original story nugget of possession. and, you know, uh, other supernatural phenomena. But the grandma's
1: dead and he's just animating
0: her. Correct. Gotcha.
2: Forgive me. These men were trying to stop us from being together. Once they're
7: gone, everything will be right. No, it won't. You've been infusing me with the same sort of anaphasic energy that killed Quint. He was trying to destroy me. I had to defend myself. My
2: love. I could never harm you I am here to protect you
7: No, you're not There's no such thing as a ghost You are some sort of anaphasic life form Anaphasic energy is extremely unstable It needs an organic host in order to maintain molecular cohesion Or else you'll die, isn't that right? I also scanned the candle. The flame is plasma based. You were using it as a receptacle for yourself in order to get to me, in order to merge with me. You have been using me, Nana, my entire family for centuries. And I loved all of them.
0: Bonkers. And but they loved me
6: the most. Bonkers this is like where I episode. don't think
0: he's that bad. He loved all of them. You know, they loved him. Give me the candle. He was using them.
7: No, no.
1: He was using them, and he was controlling them. In my opinion.
2: Or I will kill him.
1: Now he's a little bit of a dick. Set it down. You
3: got to admit
0: it. Yeah, yeah, a little bit, but not a lot.
2: (laughs) 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 No, my candle.
7: I special ordered that. It had a beat set. So I'll explain later. Understood.
0: No. no.
7: You have nowhere left to go.
1: Yes, I do. Seems like you just should have turned into the the mist and entered her. Away from me. Why was she so confident that she could phase him?
0: I mean, because she did all the... She, she figured it out. She pieced it together. Right. Did she have to do anything him. to the phaser,
1: or do you think she just... Uh, it was just no, Andy,
0: I don't think she did anything to the phaser. I think she just phased him. <laughs> <laughs> and she's crying because she'll never again feel that, that, that Catch good time, loving time.
9: Commander LaForge <laughs> and Mr. Data have recovered from their exposure to the anaphasic energy, but I'm afraid Dr. Crusher's recovery will be ever more. Whoops.
0: Be <laughs> ever <have> more what? <laughs>
1: uh. Pewp. Pewp, pewp, pewp,
0: Oh no got to just deal with this ad here i hope i don't have to watch it most of the people on this
7: colony will remember we
0: gotta i gotta hear that captain's log sorry (laughs) personal nature
7: somehow he realized that one of my ancestors had a biochemistry that was compatible with his energy matrix I imagine that he took on human form and seduced her like he did me. I was about to be initiated into a very unusual relationship. <laughs> you might call it a family tradition. <laughs> so strange. But there's a part of me that's a little sad. How so? I reread the entries in my grandmother's journals whatever else he might have done he made her very
0: happy he wasn't so bad I wonder if this is
1: the theme of the episode is sort of like eh, I don't know if you it would get be it, the general, good, Then get the it general th- the general therapeutic take would be well if someone is if it's some, some variation on you know whatever you call it symbiotic but like Parasitic relationship uh, is that it's going to be negative and it's going to go bad at the end. But what if both people, both parties, you know, <laughs> it's like those uh, creatures that uh, clean sharks. You know, <laughs> um, I don't know if that's what it's saying. Although it is presenting him as, in the end, he is a murderer.
0: What I think he's saying, what the, I don't know what this episode is saying. <laughs>
1: So. Uh, I'll say one uh, one last thing. Um, I forgot. <laughs> How did you forget?
0: We just so slowly trudged through that episode. I cannot believe you forgot anything.
1: Because it has to do with me. Uh, when I was started watching the episode, and uh, she goes into her cabin for the first time, and I'm like, oh, this is so nice." And I was like, "The soundscape is so well designed. All the sounds of crickets." And then I realized uh, the cricket was actually in my house. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I gotta find that cricket. That was gonna drive me crazy later.
0: God, I used to host this open mic up at Meltdown Comics and Sunset. Building's not even there anymore. It's been leveled, but in the summer we'd oh, there'd always be a cricket in there. And yeah. it was so fucking funny when people were bombing
3: the actual <laughs> That's fantastic. And, like, if you didn't
0: embrace the cricket, like, it yeah. was uncomfortable. So you had to, like, acknowledge the cricket and, like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> can
1: never well, we did
3: it. Subrosa. The,
0: Sub Rosa. the uh, legendary
1: Subrosa.
3: Yes,
0: indeed. <laughs>
1: You could say Picard going down is the thing that snapped Beverly out of it. uh You could say that uh Jordy and uh data kind of uh you know finding the source in the cemetery might have been the thing mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm.
1: You probably got to give it up for beverly uh you know overcoming her her sex addiction and
0: I mean the overcoming ghost. the Howard family line. That's true. Eight hundred years <laughs> of true. sexy time. She's the only one strong enough to overcome I mean, the sexy this times. Is, this is this is this is what I'm going to say about that. I think that uh, Beverly Crusher is a is a is a strong-willed character who just was having a good time. <laughs> you know, instead of putting in for a week of shore leave, she fucking resigned her commission. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like no, this is going to be my life from now on. And you know what?
0: Get it's it if you can get it, Beverly. I'm all for it.
1: Getting it on and healing people—that's what I'm we do. Got to do.
2: How many Andy's does this episode get?
1: So for you, Matt, the uh, the people who are uh, who are down on uh, this episode—they're just the haters. They don't see the uh, the purity and the truth. And I Beverly. think the
0: joy of the of this episode that it has brought me over the years is insurmountable. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I genuinely have had a good time with this episode many times. I did yeah. a live show in San Francisco where I did a live commentary to this episode. Oh, yeah. Uh, me and Hardwick. Uh, and, you know, for that reason alone, I have to give this episode a two. <laughs> <laughs> um it doesn't get a one. It gets a two. I think...
1: The concept was sound. Um, I like the uh, the design of the planet. I wouldn't mind taking a little, uh, little vacation there. Um, I think that uh, Gates really handles very well some insane things that she is asked to do. <laughs> um, I think the B-plot is completely... You know, it's really the A plot, but just like that, they spent all that time with the governor and all the other scenes that, that, that Beverly isn't in are just like what's going on, just move this along but I don't think it's boring and that is the biggest crime of a True. of a Trek episode they were going for it um, and it doesn't it's just like the biggest, my biggest issue is the characterization, if they had had the same plot, but they had had Beverly kind of more logically step-by-step step going even addressing like having maybe or young Deanna address like beverly you're acting like you you have an addiction something like that then it would be more i would be more like it's not that far off the rails nonetheless the fact that it's so far off the rails is kind of fun i'm gonna give it a five
0: wow wow yeah. did not see that coming yeah Uh, Let's watch the trailer for an episode that I would say is decidedly better uh, than Sub Rosa. Okay. And uh, it's called Lower Decks, Andy. Oh, heard a lot about this one, too.
5: An urgent mission right? tests the courage of four young cadets.
1: Lock faces on target.
7: I want to make it clear that you are not to discuss what you see here with anyone.
5: All are sworn to secrecy.
2: Why are we intentionally damaging the shuttlecraft? But one will put her life on the line. This is obviously a very dangerous mission. In a daring rescue with no hope of return.
7: Patrol ships moving in on our position.
2: We don't have much time. Next time on Star Trek The Next Generation.
1: There you go. Sexy AF Bajorans is in there. (laughs) As someone has theorized. Um, uh, Yeah, it looks like uh, an interesting uh,
0: episode. I look forward to hearing all about how you found it on the next episode of our show. Only we had a a venue for that to happen. conversation, which is the show that we're in right now sure is, buddy. Andy, I will probably not talk to you until, I don't know, tomorrow. So, I hope things go well until then. As you beam out of here, just remember. Energize. Energize, Transporter Chief. Are you asking me to turn into a vapor finally? (laughs) Here I go.
5: (laughs) Disengage. Follow Star Trek The Next Conversation on social media. You can find them on Instagram and Twitter at Star Trek TNC. On Facebook, search for Star Trek TNC and join the face group. Send comments, questions, prime correctives, and anything else to sttncpod at gmail.com. And if you'd like to leave a voicemail, call 816 Trek TNC. That's 816 873 5862. For callers outside of the United States, use country code PLUS1. And don't worry, no one answers the phone. It's only for messages. If you've got something to mail to matter, or Andy, send it to Andrew Secunda, P.O. Box 46898, Los Angeles, California 90046. And please send an email to let them know that something is coming. Finally, to support the podcast and get even more content, visit patreon.com forward slash Star Trek TNC. Be a lieutenant for only $5 per month or join the president Circle for $17.01 per month.